was about to post this a week ago, but I got distracted mid-writing and closed off Reddit. I'm sharing it here because it seems like the most legitimate subreddit for stuff like this. I feel like other subreddits consist of 95% fabrications, whereas here, people are genuinely confused and skeptical. Regardless, let's not get political. This happened around a year ago. I only decided to share it after a dream reminded me of it. I'll go into as much detail as possible, because if someone could give me a possible explanation of what I saw, I would be put at peace. I was hanging out at a friend's house with a couple more friends, chatting and drinking some beer. Now, I know how it sounds drinking beer, so just bear with me. We didn't drink too much. I get slightly tipsy and we lay off for a couple of hours, and we do some other stuff. I stop drinking completely at 11pm. It is now approximately 4am, and I'm already completely sober. It's time for us all to go home, so we all split up and everyone heads home. One dude lives in my direction, so we start walking together. Let me set the scene and describe my town, and the walk home so you can visualize it. This neighborhood that we're walking in is sort of rural. There are no apartment buildings, it's just one or at most two-story houses on each side of the road. Every house has a stone or metal fence surrounding the garden, and the houses are tightly packed so you have very good visibility of anyone that could be around you. There are occasional streetlights, but they're pretty old and most of them don't even work. The moonlight is illuminating everything pretty well, though. Now, we're chatting on our way home, but most of the time we just walk in silence. It's not uncomfortable, and both of us are just tired and just want to get back home. We're about a hundred meters away from my friend's house, walking in one of those silent moments, and something in our path catches my eye. We don't slow our pace down at all. In these parts at this hour, you often see a wandering bandit or a drunkard, and the policy is just to pass them like you haven't seen them. So, I thought we were about to have one of those encounters... In front of us, maybe 30 meters away, is a shadow, smack dab in the middle of the road. A couple of things instantly don't make sense in my mind. The shadow stands still just enough for us to notice, and then it starts casually walking to the right as it reaches the sidewalk. It kind of disappears. Now, there are a lot of reasons why this kind of freaked me out. Firstly, at this hour, it's very quiet. There are no cars, no birds chirping, and I could hear someone's footsteps from a mile away. I heard no other footsteps. No doors opening or closing. Nothing but our own footsteps. As soon as I realized that what was in front of us wasn't some other person, I looked around. No other person in sight, no open doors, no animals, no lights on, other than the streetlights. 
Also, the streetlight was further ahead and there were none behind us, and that shadow was very easy to notice. When we passed that spot later, our shadows were barely visible. At this point, I'm 95% sure that what I saw didn't make any sense, but I keep a poker face on and just pretend like nothing happened. I didn't mention anything to my friend at the moment because I didn't want to sound dumb or drunk. After all, what was I going to say? Hey, watch your step, bro, there's a shadow person in front of us. We pass the spot where the shadow was, walk a couple more feet, and my friend says, Hey, did you see that? I reply with, Are we talking about the same thing? He says, I think so. And we continue in silence, almost just trying to figure it out in our brains. We reach his house and we split up. I joke, Hey, watch out for that phantom. And he just laughs awkwardly. A couple of days later, we're going to hang out in the same house, and I pass by the same spot while walking to the house, and I stop for a minute to inspect the place. There are no windows or lights in any house or garden that could project that shadow in the middle of the road. I had a feeling that wouldn't be the case, but... I confirmed it just in case we were being dumb. In the house, we share the story with our friends. We take turns sharing parts of it, sort of like we're both testing each other to see if we saw the same thing and to make sure the other person isn't just trolling. Of course, no one else believes us, so we just joke about it a bit, call it a phantom, and just have a laugh. I haven't mentioned it again since then, because as far as I know, my friend's parents are very religious. As for him, I'm not sure, but I think he's atheistic. Regardless, I'm playing it safe, and I don't plan on bringing it up again. What I was surprised to hear was that he had no idea what it could be either. He's a very scientific, no BS kind of guy so I figured he would give some sort of hypothesis, even if it was wrong. Another thing I forgot to mention, sorry for being so unorganized. The shadow wasn't exactly a two-dimensional shadow on the road. It was in the middle of that, and a 3D silhouette, kind of like it couldn't make up its mind which dimension it wanted to be. I can't really explain it. Then again... It happened so long ago that my memory is a little foggy, so take that with a grain of salt. I've struggled to find any possible theory of what could have caused what we saw. It couldn't be our shadow, there was only one, its base was coming out of nothing, and it stayed still and then moved to the side while we were walking in a straight line towards it. Also, it was very apparent but when we reached the place, which is closer to the street lamp than we were, our shadows were much weaker. It couldn't have been a person. We got pretty close to it and both of us saw the same thing. Also, no footsteps or doors opening for the person to just vanish. 
It couldn't have been a light in a window projecting someone's shadow. The shadow was human-sized, indicating that something close to the source could be creating it. Also, it moved half the diameter of the road without shifting in size. It couldn't have been a car passing behind us, as there literally was no noise pollution. We would have heard it. Also, the lighting did not change to indicate headlights. I'd be very happy if someone could give me a theory that could at least make a little bit of sense. I know physics can be weird, but I've never seen or heard anything like this. So, you'll have my respect if you can come up with something reasonable just by reading this text. Uh, thanks to everyone that's stuck with this so far. I decided that, if I was about to share this, I might as well be as detailed as possible. I'll begin by stating that this happened almost two years ago, but I still can't explain it. One evening, my partner and I were casually sat on the sofa, talking and watching some crap TV show. After some cuddling, we were in the mood, so decided to move things to the bedroom. After we'd finished the deed... She asked if I'd like something to eat, to which I replied, Yeah, grab me a packet of crisps, please. And then she walked off. I sat up to grab my clothes when I felt an odd sensation of both deja vu and heightened anxiety for no apparent reason. I shrugged it off, got up, made a cup of tea, and then sat on the sofa again. The next thing I remember is waking up. It was broad daylight out, and I could hear people slash kids out on the road, along with traffic going by, but I was still in my t-shirt and jeans from the night before. I looked at my bedside clock, but it had stopped at 2.44am, despite having a new battery put in it roughly three weeks prior. I remembered that I had a Fitbit on my wrist, but... Upon pressing the little sensor, I realized the battery was completely dead. Not even the battery icon flashed up. It was totally flat. As I sat up, my partner woke up and stretched before saying good morning. She was also in her clothes. I noticed that my head felt extremely fuzzy, and it felt like I was lagging compared to the world around me. She noticed that I looked confused and asked what was wrong, to which I asked, Uh, do you remember actually going to bed last night? I'm kind of panicking because I don't. As I finished my sentence, she bolted up and went to check on her phone for the time while also visibly concerned. She couldn't find it, so I told her to check the living room. As I walked in, I realized that not only were the lamps still on, but the TV was also on and my partner's phone was on the arm of the sofa. She would always put it there when she wasn't using it. However, it was odd that she would have left it out there since she always brings it into the bedroom with her in case she gets an important phone call during the night. I took her phone with me to give it to her, but as I walked through the bedroom door... 
She said, I'm worried. I can't remember either. I'm trying to think, but the last thing I remember is us drinking our tea while sat on the sofa, talking about something on TV. I told her about the living room lights still being turned on, as well as the TV, which alarmed her even more. She got up from the bed and walked to the front door, so I asked what she was doing, and she says, Why is the door unlocked? This was another oddity. We hadn't been out that day, and I very clearly remember locking the front door the day before when we had gotten home from shopping. Plus, our town is pretty nasty, so we're big on keeping the doors and windows locked at night. She went to check her phone, but that was also completely drained, so we went into the living room and looked at my PC clock, which said the time was 9.17am. So... There were nine hours that neither of us could account for. We racked our brain for days, but neither of us could come up with any kind of rational explanation. Neither of us were overly tired, no history of memory problems. We even started to think that maybe someone got into our flat and put something in the tea we drank before waking up, but that makes absolutely zero sense. Nothing was robbed. Everything was exactly how we had put it the night before, but it was like we had decided to just head to bed without turning anything off. The most logical thing I could think of was a possible gas leak, but I still don't think that was it. We had a gas inspection no more than six weeks before this happened, and everything checked out. Plus, we have three detectors in different rooms, the kitchen the bedroom and the living room, but none of them went off. Fast forward about eight days, and we were in the middle of a mild heat wave, so I was sat with no top on. I got up to grab something when my partner asked what I had sat in. I wiped off my butt, but she said, No, come here, it's on your back. She grabbed a wet wipe, but quickly realized that the marks were on slash in my skin. They were really tiny squares on the lower lumbar of my back. Just a small patch of roughly an inch or so. They were reddish brown and resembled bruising or a half-healed burn. I hadn't sat anywhere new in days due to not going out anywhere, and nothing in our flat had left the imprint on my back. We checked everything from leaning against walls and appliances to the mattress and the springs, but we couldn't come up with anything. I'm not saying the markings are related to the blackout of memory, but it's just uh, extremely strange and coincidental. Anyways, that's my weird story. Update for those interested. So, I took the photo of the markings on my back on my old phone which has sat in the bedroom drawer for well over a year now. Upon turning it on, I found that every file on the SD card in the device was corrupt, and has somehow managed to corrupt all of my other photos. I have no idea how this happened, but I have a feeling it may have been dropped when we were moving. As you can imagine, I'm pretty pissed off with this for many reasons. I've lost a lot of family photos that hadn't been backed up, as well as the photograph of the marks. I'm going to try to recover anything that I can, 
But honestly, I'm not hopeful that it will be possible. Every morning since last year, my department holds a meeting at 8am through WebEx instead of in person because of precautions due to COVID. At around 7.30am, right now, I head downstairs to use the bathroom and have a pre-meeting smoke to mentally prepare myself slash unwind. It's usually around this time frame that my manager walks past me, 10 feet to my left, opens the door and goes up the stairwell leading to our offices. Friday morning was no different than any other day. Everything was normal. Out of the corner of my eye, I see my manager walking in, so I walk toward him. I say, hey, good morning, Joe. He returns the greeting, says what's up. I take another drag and flick my cigarette so I could walk up with him. He opens the door, and as he does this, I take a couple of steps to grab my water bottle so I can walk in with him and pre-discuss the plan of the day. I stop the door from closing completely, but when I walked in, he wasn't in sight. I started walking up the steps, four floors, and I stopped to hear if he's in the stairwell too because I couldn't hear him. There was no sound. When I got to the top and into the office, his door was closed. I asked my coworker, Hey, is Joe in there? As his door was already closed. She tells me, No, he's not in yet. I looked at her confused and asked if she was sure and she confirmed that he wasn't. He would have to walk right past her to get into his office and she would have noticed. So, I turned the knob of the door, and I opened it to a pitch-dark office and no Joe. Confused, I walked to the window, and his truck wasn't there. At this point, I'm at a loss, so I go back and ask her again if she's sure or if I'm crazy. She laughed and asked why. I told her that I just saw Joe and that we'd had a brief discussion-slash-encounter downstairs. She swears up and down that he has not been in, and he won't be for a while, as he's in the meeting on the other side of campus. I said, Linda, I'm telling you, I just saw him and I spoke to him. Green flannel shirt, jeans... He was carrying an open toolbox and had a package on his arm. I swear, I just saw him. The morning meeting went on. Joe wasn't involved. I sat there confused, but accepted that maybe I'm making things up and maybe it didn't happen. Maybe I'm tired and I'm just used to that being the normal. But I know that I saw him and spoke to him. 45 minutes later, I'm at the printer between Linda and Joe's office, and the door at the top of the steps opens up, and in he comes. I turned and looked, and I wish I could have seen the look on my face. 
He walks up and says his usual, Good morning, good morning, what is up? And Linda looks at me and says, Look at your face. Joe, look at him, he's pale white. I couldn't believe it. And now Linda could see it on my face. I was confused and shocked. Joe laughs and asks what's going on. Enthusiastically confused and scared, I asked, Joe, did we have a conversation about an hour ago at the bottom of the steps? He looked at me confused and explained that he was on the west shore in a meeting at that time, and then he stopped for donuts on his way over here for the office and the crew out on the floor. He looked right at me, wearing a green flannel shirt that I've never seen him wear before, blue jeans, a black toolbox, and a white box of donuts tucked under his arm. He laughed it off and went about his morning routine. I stood there in disbelief. Linda stared at me confused and in dismay. It bothered me all morning and afternoon. I felt off as I went home. Later on that evening, I decided to pour a drink. I had one and decided to take the elevator downstairs and have a smoke outside. When I was done with the smoke, I disposed of it properly and turned around to let myself back in the building. As I turned around, I swear I felt everything slow down immensely, and I remember saying out loud to myself, Something is wrong. What is wrong with me? And I slowly dropped down to the ground and took a knee. Everything felt off. I stood up slowly, thinking of who I should call. I just didn't feel right. As I slowly stepped toward the door, everything sped back up to normal, and I felt completely fine. I'm not really sure what to make of any of this, and to be honest, I haven't felt right since Friday morning. Any thoughts? Because I'm at a loss. It feels like wherever I'm at in the moment, I'm not. Like I'm in a dream or something. Nothing feels normal. Walking, conversations, people seem different, and everything feels slower. I'm originally from England, and I'm going to be a bit vague with this, but I was born and raised in Essex. When I hit my adult years, I was given the opportunity to come over to the U.S. to further my education, and I took it. Long story short, I ended up getting married and have lived in the Chicago area ever since. I think that's enough backstory to really explain who I am, and why things were going on when this glitch took place. A few years ago... I decided that I wanted to take some time off and fly back overseas to visit my parents. It had been a while since I'd seen my hometown, and I figured it would be a nice way to spend a couple of weeks in the summer. 
unfortunately, my husband couldn't take the time off from work, and we decided that we didn't want to take our six-year-old son on an airplane to another country. But he was able to at least take the days off to take me to the airport and pick me up when I returned. On the day that I was supposed to leave, we ended up waking up late because our alarms seemingly didn't go off, and I was freaking out about the possibility of missing my flight. I remember that the whole morning was chaotic, and I felt like I was going crazy. Thankfully, I had taken the time the night before to pack and get my luggage in the car, so we didn't lose too much time, but I remember feeling like I was in a major panic the entire time. I remember checking my ticket, checking the departure time, and I recall that I had an hour and a half at most to get there and get through everything. Honestly, I was fairly upset. We had both set several alarms to make sure that I got up on time and didn't miss the flight. When we got to the airport, I remember him parking and getting my son out so that we could say goodbye before I actually went through security. But something felt really off. Again, I know that's vague, but I'll explain it the best I can. The minute I walked through the doors of the airport, the air felt heavier, and the overall mood felt solemn. It almost felt like time slowed down and like everyone that walked by was staring at me as they passed. I know that sounds really weird, but it's honestly the best way that I can explain what it was that happened. Something changed as soon as I walked in those doors, and I have no idea what it was or why it happened. Anyways, I get my luggage checked and everything all taken care of, and I'm rushing through the process so I can get through security as quickly as possible. I'm making a quick walk back toward the gate, and my husband and son are trying to keep up, when he asks me why I'm rushing so much. I just kind of stared at him. Did he not remember how much we were panicking this morning to get out the door and get here? I told him that we were running late, and that I needed to get through security ASAP. To which he looked at his wrist, then back at me and drops a bombshell that confused the hell out of me. He stares at me confused and then says that my flight doesn't leave for around three hours. I was shocked by him saying this. I had an hour and a half left when we left home. Had he just remembered the time wrong? I ask what he's talking about and pull up my ticket to look at the departure time. And he was right. Two hours and 43 minutes before my flight. I asked him how that was possible. We woke up late, and I asked why we were freaking out so much to leave the house if we had that much time left to go. He again stares at me confused, and explains that we woke up on time. 
he completely disregards my statement and tells me that the entire morning has been a smooth ride and that everything has gone as it was supposed to. I mentioned the alarms not going off. He says that his alarm went off and that he woke me up that morning. He then tells me that he noticed about halfway here that I was looking upset and he kind of just chuckled and asked if it was because I thought I was late. I told him no and moved on. I honestly was done trying to explain it. I have no idea what the hell happened when I walked through those doors, but it was as if my entire morning had been reset to how it was supposed to be. We weren't late, there was no panic, and we had woken up on time to the alarms. I distinctly remember all this, though there's no doubt in my mind that my version of events happened. I just don't think they happened in whatever timeline I shifted to. Three years ago, I arranged to meet with a Buddhist monk who held his own teaching practice for meditation. I was very anxious leading up to it, because this was totally out of my comfort zone. When I arrived, he bowed and immediately invited me to sit down in meditation for ten minutes. Of course, we hadn't even greeted each other yet, so... I'm way overthinking it. I sat down, and a few minutes later, I experienced something crazy. It felt like being dizzy horizontally, like my mind was doing backflips, and it made me nauseous. I had a clear vision that he was literally trying to pull my consciousness up into this room, not the one we were in, to speak with me there. It was clear as day, and I was terrified. Coming out of the meditation, I was sweating. I told him about it right away. I was a blubbering fool, and he just smiled. He reminded me to breathe and said that the mind can play tricks on us. But that's not the end of the story. After I left, despite my extremely anxious experience, I felt inexplicably calm awake, and present. It was a pleasant feeling, and I went to Ocean State Job Lot to pick up some things. As I was walking down an aisle, I made brief eye contact with an older man. My immediate feeling was that he knows, he sees me, and he gets it. I guess what I meant was he was awake and aware, too, and I could see it. So, I walk around, I'm standing in the pasta aisle, and he stops at the end and just starts talking. I don't even know what he's talking about at first, but I just listened. Any other day, I would have thought he was just a creep. Finally... My mind snapped into attention when he said something like, Most people would have ignored me, so thank you. 
You know why I'm over here, right? Because you get it. I saw it when you walked down that aisle. I felt like time freaking stood still. My heart was racing, but I still felt emotionally calm. He starts telling me that when he was a kid, his mom knew he had a gift when he approached a woman at the store and said, It's a good thing your dog was in the front seat. Apparently, the woman told his mom that she'd been in an accident and the dog would have died if she put him in the back seat as usual. And then he starts saying stuff about me that no one could ever have known. I like nature. I feel confident and alive outdoors. I'm a giver, but have a hard time receiving. People lean on me for support, and I take pride in this, but... I hide my emotions from others and then resent that they're not there for me as much. That I'm independent and stubborn. On and on. And the one that really got me that would be impossible to predict, that I feel most at peace and connected to myself when I'm by bodies of water, because I associate it with the seat of the soul. I've been dreaming about water nearly every night for over a decade. I often associate it with the subconscious, and where do I go when I need to center myself? Water. Every. Single. Time. I have no way of explaining this, you guys. He left by saying something was going to happen to me. Of course, I panicked, but he said, I can't tell you but you're going to be very, very happy. All of this in the Ocean State job lot. I left literally dumbfounded, like almost in tears at this experience. But also, the very different state that I felt we were in, it didn't feel like everyday life. Everything stood still. And to top it off, he introduced himself as Joe Lasagna while we talked in the pasta aisle. Edit, I just want to add also that the experience made me realize that not only is our perception shaped by our thoughts, the world interacts with us differently based on how open we are and our mind state. I thoroughly believe, had I not been in whatever state that was, this wouldn't have happened. I don't know how I got there, or how to get back, but I imagine what world of possibility would open up if I, or we, could. So, a while ago, maybe five years or so, me and some friends broke into an abandoned house. The front door was completely blocked off and sealed, and you would have to destroy it to get in that way. We got in by breaking a window in the backyard and climbing in. It was a long abandoned home. The architecture was early 1900s, maybe even late 1800s. It was quite interesting, actually. We found a bunch of old books, 
newspapers and notes gone brownish yellow from age with the dates on them from the 1920s to 1930s. I remember one handwritten note had the dates of May 1930. Something. I can't remember the exact year, but it was the 1930s. It had the date on the top, and it said something like, A dear so-and-so, how is your family? How is your child with the flu? Are they alright? And blah 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 stuff like that. Anyway, there was stuff everywhere. Like, I mean all over the place. You could barely walk. There was destroyed furniture, a doll collection, a broken grand piano, and books and stuff like I already mentioned. This is important to remember. So, we went to explore the basement of this house, but we couldn't because the stairs leading down were destroyed. The first two steps from the top were there, and then a giant gap, then the very last step before the bottom. The stairs, or what was left of them, were old and crappy looking. They were cracked, dark brown and moldy, so we said screw it, and we left. The next day we went back with another friend, and this time there was a ladder laid flat over the giant gap in the stairs, with the rungs acting like makeshift steps. We thought this was a little weird, but figured that someone else must have come in when we weren't there and laid the ladder over the gap to get to the basement. We ended up climbing down the ladder and exploring ourselves. After that, we left. The next day, for some reason, we went back again. This time, though, the stairs were intact. No ladder no giant gap. All the steps were there, and I'm not talking repaired. If someone had repaired them, they would have looked new compared to everything else in the house. New wood and whatnot. But they didn't. They looked old and crappy like everything else in this house. Old, dark brown, cracked, molded wood. These stairs were not repaired, they were just never broken to begin with, which was completely impossible. We had seen them broken just the night before, and there was no way someone brought tools into that house, not through the sealed front door and all the crap lying all over the place, and then repaired the steps in one day and left. There's just no way. We kind of freaked out seeing those stairs, and we left pretty quickly after that. I'm not really a supernatural kind of person. I don't believe in ghosts, or even glitches in the Matrix for that matter. But to this day, those stairs give me the heebie-jeebies. I have no idea how they fixed themselves, and I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes. I still remember this situation, plain as day. I was working as an assistant manager to the Foot Locker in downtown Pittsburgh on 5th Avenue. My boss at the time, we'll just call him E, 
It was a downright a-hole. Not only to myself, but to the rest of our crew as well. The threat of termination hung over our heads at his whim, and he would snarkily remind us of that often. The details about his personality quirks won't matter to the crux of this story, except to reinforce why our nervousness and unease eventually denigrated into my coworkers and I frantically searching our brains for answers. That day, the manager, E, was off work. However, he still made sure to leave an abrasive, passive-aggressive note in his absence, informing us that he would be inspecting the store thoroughly the next day. What a guy, thinking of us on his day off. But enough about E. The only associate working with me that day was the other assistant manager, Derek. Same as my name, but spelled differently. He was always a trustworthy employee, someone I had worked with for over a year without ever questioning his ethics or loyalty for a second. We were always close-knit, and people around the district referred to us as the Derricks or the Derry, or whatever goofy phrase they could conjure up to make fun of us in a peer-to-peer way. I attended his wedding and held his child when she was first born. Needless to say, we trusted each other fully. These character details served to only reject any theories that Derek had a hand in the glitch. I can assure you with 100% certainty that he took no part in whatever this glitch actually was. The weirdness started when the store was 30 minutes from closing. I pulled the extra drawer to count it early, so we could dedicate as much time as possible to cleaning, organizing, and unpacking shipments. While pulling the drawer, I also grabbed the credit card slip from drawer 1 and noticed a crisp $100 bill amongst the rest of the money. I went to the back room and counted drawer 2, and then waited until all the customers were gone and pulled drawer 1. Strangely, I didn't see the $100 bill that I had just noticed 20 minutes beforehand. I asked Derek, and he said that he remembered the drawer containing the bill, had not rung anyone up since I saw it in the drawer, verified, and had not left the sales floor, removing the possibility that a customer reached into the drawer. Believe me, that's happened before. I endeavor to count the drawer as I normally would, hoping that my memories thus far had betrayed me. A quick count brought my fears back full force. $100 short. A second count, same result. Knowing that the money I was short was the $100 bill that had vanished, I searched the area around the registers. No luck. Desk area? Nope. Derek and I retraced both of our steps ten times. Both of us volunteered to empty out our pockets in front of the other person, immediately, without leaving the direct vicinity, and proceeded to turn every pocket we had inside out, even though neither of us thought the other was the thief. It still helps clear the mind and alleviate doubt. We searched for that damn $100 bill for almost two hours without stopping. Both of us were at the end of our swiftly fraying ropes, ready to just admit defeat and give up on the entire operation. This is when things got weird 
and the glitch occurred. I was sitting on a stool at the desk in the back room. I turned 45 degrees to talk to Derek about what he felt we should do regarding the drawer shortage. Before I could speak a word, the $100 bill appeared in front of me. It was about waist high, about 10 inches from my body. The bill could not have fallen from anywhere tangible, as it appeared in the middle of the aisleway, and no shelves were within three feet. Luckily, I was not alone in seeing this. Derek witnessed the entire glitch. We watched in confusion and awe as the $100 bill descended from its point of spontaneous origin all the way to the cold, hard ground below. Watching the bill fall, it seemed to be happening in slow motion, like watching one of those helicopter pods fall from a tree. When it finally reached the floor, Derek and I stared at each other in dead silence for a moment, neither of us knowing quite where to start. Was this a miracle? A glitch? Some type of trickster spirit just trying to enact a bit of torture on two employees? We both finished all of our tasks as fast as we possibly could, intent on leaving that store as soon as possible. I wear my class ring every day, and I keep it close on my person. I only remove it to wash the dishes, cook, shower, or wash my hands. Each of those times, I put it in a pretty obvious place. Kitchen counter, windowsill above the sink, or in my pocket. I've had this ring since 2014, and I value it immensely, and I always keep an eye on where it's at. The other day, I use the bathroom and go to shower, and I place my ring on the windowsill to be put on after I finish. Of course, I forget to put it on, but I remember leaving it on the sill, and I'll come back for it after I go change and get breakfast ready. After cooking breakfast and eating with my girlfriend, I remember my ring and go to grab it from the bathroom only to find that it's not there. I go to check in the kitchen on the counter, and it's not there either. Where did I place it, I thought. I asked my girlfriend, and she tells me the last time that she remembered seeing it was last night while you were playing with it on the couch. Which was true because I remembered that too. I also remember leaving it on the bathroom sill though. So, we proceeded to tear through the house for the next two and a half hours looking for it. I'm looking in the cabinets, the fridge, the bathroom floor, the trash, the cat litter, because I changed it that morning too, the bedroom, the spare room, under the bed, under the washer dryer. We do have a cat that has a knack for taking things that aren't his, and just every possible place we could think of. We could not find it anywhere. I'm at the brink of just giving up and calling it quits, upset as I was because the sentimental value that ring has to me. I give up for the time being, cook a quick lunch using my kitchen island, and go back to packing my clothes for a work trip in the bedroom. I finish packing and take the bag to my living room. 
I turn to walk back through the kitchen to get more stuff from the bedroom, and there it is, sitting on the kitchen island right next to my water bottle. The thing is, I searched that island several times over before we did our two-and-a-half-hour search. I cooked on that island not more than 20 minutes prior, yet it was sitting there on the corner, out in the open, as if it was just waiting for me to find it. I chuckled, I go to the spare room and told my girlfriend to quit tugging my chain, and to tell me why she had it this entire time. She swears up and down that she had no part of it. She was in the room watching TikTok videos, which I did hear when I was packing my clothes, and I didn't hear any creaking on the floor, which it usually does when you walk through the house. I tell her to give it a rest and just tell me the truth. She swears on every fiber in her body that she did not put it there. You know... I honestly questioned myself for a moment, and I thought maybe I was dreaming the entire time. Did I honestly not see it there? Was that really my ring? I still think about it, and I have no possible idea as to how it ended up there. I believe in the supernatural, but I tend to be a rational person first, looking for causes before labeling it as a glitch or a supernatural encounter. This, though... This, I don't know what to call it, and it gives me chills typing about it, and knowing that I'll probably never know the reason of how it's appeared on the island. Let me start off by saying, I was reluctant to believe in the whole glitch thing, but I've had some really big glitches that may have made me accept the concept as possible. However, in my need to have some sanity, I can in some way dismiss them, because they were things that had some level of unsurety. Like, maybe I was misremembering or just didn't notice something, etc. But this one was a little different. I went to a convenience store on my break at work to get my usual, energy drinks. I'm a creature of habit. The same kind every time, I only change if they're out of stock or have a new one that I haven't tried. So, I went to the refrigerated case and reached to grab two of the big ones that I always get, and then I pause, because I saw they had a new watermelon one. Awesome, I thought. I love watermelon. I picked up the can to read the label because I'm extremely allergic to most artificial sweeteners. I always check the labels of the new ones, and as I read it, I made a joke about the can being red and green. Very ironically festive colors. It was just after Christmas. I put the can directly under my arm and grabbed two of my regular ones, the big white cans one in each hand, and then I walked directly to the register. I was second in line, but I was also the last. The guy in front of me paid, and then walked away. I walked up, put the two white cans I had in my hands down first, and then took the one out from under my arm and put it on the counter, and was shocked to the point of saying, what the hell? 
so loudly that I startled the cashier. It wasn't the same can. It wasn't even the watermelon one. It wasn't the new red and green sugar-free one. It was a black and blue low-carb one. Not even close. Not remotely close. Not only that the can was dirty and dented, it wasn't even cold. Sure, it was under my arm, but it was less than two or three minutes. Not enough time to make it not remotely cold. The cashier asked what was the matter. He saw the dirty dented can and said, Oh, it's okay. I'll wait if you want to get one that's not damaged. I said, Um, no, that's okay. I'll just get these. I know exactly what I had. I never put the watermelon one down. It went directly under my arm. I read the damn label, examined the can. The colors are so drastically different anyways. Totally different flavors, and I hate the low-carb one. It's literally the only flavor that I dislike. Not only that, it was dirty and dented. I never would have gotten it, even if it was one I loved and was the last one in the store. Besides, how was it not cold? The one I put under my arm, the watermelon one, was noticeably cold when I read it. I tried to debunk this, but I can't. I never put it down. I couldn't have mixed it up with my other flavors, because they're white cans and the large size. This was black and blue, and a small can. It was tightly held under my arm, and no one got within six feet of me, social distancing and whatnot. I knew it was something bizarre, so I sat in the parking lot. I tried to post it to Facebook three times so that I would have a record of date, time, etc. But my phone kept crashing. I said, okay, refuse to forget or dismiss this. I'm not giving up. So I did a video log instead on the way back to work so that the event was fresh and accurate. The other weird thing is that I felt it starting to slip away from my memory, like it was being erased. I would think that I need to share this with so-and-so, and then go to tell them, and forget what I wanted to tell them. After several times of this happening, I got pissed off. It felt like it was seriously being deleted. The anger triggered adrenaline, and it all came back in full, and thanks to my video that I had done moments after, I knew that I wasn't misremembering. I'll now have no issue remembering it because I told it to everyone and anyone, regardless of my fear of sounding crazy. And yes, I did actually have the watermelon flavor that was new. I went back the day after work to try to buy it again, and I was successful that time. Oddly enough, they didn't have any of the low-carb ones at all. So, I think this stuff happens all the time to people, and they just let the Matrix or Universe auto-update their memories or something. Well, I have my auto-update shut off. This post may run long because it's my first time sharing a story on Reddit, 
and I'm no expert writer. This happened several years ago when my friend and I were in high school. We would always hang out either at his house or mine. We happened to be at his house that day. He lived in a pretty normal suburban neighborhood with about a mile of woods behind his house, separating his neighborhood and another one. We liked to go back there and explore the woods every now and then, instead of staying inside and gaming. One of the times we were just exploring for a while, kind of just circling the woods. After walking for about an hour or so, just chatting and messing around, we came across a seemingly random house right in the middle of a big clearing. We'd been in these woods several times before, but never saw this house. We figure we must have just never come this way before. We move closer to investigate, and the place is basically destroyed. It's a single-story house. There's a big hole on the back side of the house that looks like it was hit by a wrecking ball. We enter from there, and the inside is no different. Old, torn-up furniture, walls, and floors make up the inside. At the time... My friend and I were fascinated more than anything, making theories and jokes to each other about what the history of this strange house could have been. At one point, we thought it might have been owned by some kind of serial killer, because it had several newspapers scattered around with a lot of missing persons reports on them. Again, being dumb kids we somehow found this more amusing than anything. As if this place had been put as some sort of haunted house destination for Halloween. Anyway, after further exploration of this house, we found what looked like a hatch on the floor that may have led to some kind of cellar or bomb shelter. It had a lock on it so that we couldn't bust it open, because, as brain-dead teenagers, we wanted to go down there and explore some more. After a few more attempts to get this hatch open, we decided to head back to his house to get some bolt cutters. We get back to his house, grab the tool, and then head back to where we came from. We had made our way back in the direction we thought the house to be in, but we never found our way back there. We thought maybe we had just gotten turned around, but we followed a pretty distinct path back. We spent maybe another couple of hours combing that small stretch of woods for the house, to no avail. A little weirded out, we gave up. We headed back and didn't really give it too much more thought beyond a couple internet searches for anything that may have been related to a house in the woods in that area. Nothing came up. Years later, my buddy and I are both married. Neither one of our wives believe our story. His wife even got on Google Earth and searched that area behind his old house. She found nothing. Anyone have any theories on what could have happened to that house? And before you ask, 
No, neither of us did any kind of drugs. We were pretty straight and narrow kids. This happened yesterday, on the 20th of April, 2021, but nobody believes me, but too many things don't add up. The story begins where I parked my car in the parking lot of my complex before 7pm. My neighbor says he saw the car parked there when he got home, also at 7pm. Now, I am home from then all the way until around 3pm when I wake up and walk to the liquor store. I usually walk because it's so close that it's faster than driving around. I then walk home. The entrance to my building has two ways, so I didn't see the parking lot that my car is parked in. At around 5.45pm, I go out to look for my car, and it's not there. I'm panicking, thinking someone stole it, so I start calling neighbors and family. Now here is where it gets interesting. It sounds as if I just drove my car to the liquor store, forgot that I drove it there, and then walked home, then panicked when I saw it was gone out of the spot. Right? The thing is, my car is my baby, and I just got it, and I love cars. It is very unlikely that I walked right past my own car without noticing how gorgeous it is. Honestly, if you know me, you know that I adore this car. Anyways, when I call my mom to tell her and ask if she saw it, she said she left for work around 1pm, and she said she did not see the car parked there and saw the empty spot, and assumed that I parked on the other side of the building. Now, my previously mentioned neighbor who comes home at 7pm and leaves at 7am said he did not see the car parked there at 7 that morning. He explained in detail how he grabbed the trash from his car, walked to the dumpster, which passes my parking spot, smoked a cigarette, and he said he did not see the car. He said that he noticed my other car next to it was there, but the spot where the car in question was parked was empty. So, I have two people saying they did not see the car there on the morning afternoon of April 20th, and I don't remember driving it at all that day but it gets better. So, I check the security footage this morning, and sure enough, I see my car parked in that spot the whole time. I even see my mom, who says she saw the spot empty, walk right past it to get into her car and drive away. Fast forward to the cameras, and it shows me driving the car. I presume, to the liquor store around 5pm. Fast forward more, 
and you see me walking out of the same entrance looking for my car, thinking it's missing, around 6 p.m. To resume the story, after that I think the car is gone, I call the police and I report it's stolen. I'm feeling dejected and sad, so I order a pizza for some comfort food. I take my other car and I drive, and something tells me to drive to the liquor store parking lot. Just a weird feeling. So, barely hopeful, I pulled in and... There, behold, is my beautiful Mercedes. I drive up behind it, confused as hell. I ask the liquor store guy working how long has the car been parked here. He replies, All day. I'd say since about 1 or 2 p.m. Now, maybe he's mistaken, but the car is on video in my parking lot at that time. Little did I know then. I wasn't able to check the security to verify, but I was positive that I was asleep at that time. Confused and overjoyed, I park the BMW and take my Mercedes to pick up the pizza. So, maybe I lost my car, but there are three people saying they saw the car, not where the footage shows. And, let me mention, the car was in perfect condition exactly how I left it. I'm still confused. Maybe three people are mistaken, four if you include me, or it's just a glitch in the Matrix. Tell me what you guys think. I'm a high school teacher, and several years ago, my husband and I took a weekend trip to San Antonio for one last getaway before the school year began. One evening, as we sat down at Joe's Crab Shack, I noticed that a boy in the family we sat next to looked like one of my students from two years prior. I didn't want to stare long enough to be sure, though, that it was him. However... A while into the meal, I heard the young girl, who I assumed to be the sister, call this boy by the name of my student. It's not a common name. I turned quickly now to look at him, and they all looked at me curiously. Are you the last name that begins with C's? I asked. No, they replied. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, I just heard her say name that starts with K, and I taught a KC two years ago. Oh, they cut in. This is KC, the father said, pointing at the boy. He smiled quietly, as was characteristic of him. This is KC, he said again, but we aren't the last name starting with C's. He's been saying, you look like his teacher. One of them, can't remember which one, said. Well, guess what? I said, smiling at KC. I'm teaching juniors this year, so I might get you again. He was still just smiling, and the sister now had him in a playful headlock. I hope we don't get any bad notes home this year, the mother said. I told them that while I didn't remember KC being a problem himself, 
He had been in one of my most hyper classes, and I might have sent a few notes home to many of the boys' parents that year. We then reviewed how crazy the class had been, and the student nodded in agreement when I laughingly mentioned the names of some of his classmates. So, that was that. And we said goodbye, and then they left. At the beginning of the school year, about a month after our trip, I did end up with a KC on my roster. On the first day of school, I mentioned seeing him on the Riverwalk. He said nothing until I mentioned it again, and then this time he said, that wasn't me. I questioned him, not just that day, but for several days, because he stuck to his story. He had never been to the Riverwalk that summer. He even swore to God, and he never swore to God, he said. I emailed his mom just to make doubly sure, explaining that I knew it was a strange inquiry, but I had to put my mind to rest. She emailed me back and assured me that he was never in San Antonio that summer, and he had been taking care of his little sister while she, his mom, was at work the very evening I thought that I saw him. Also, she was white and had no husband, nor was there a male figure in Casey's life at this time. The Casey's parents I saw on Riverwalk were black, and the only sister Casey has is much younger than this girl on the Riverwalk. So, the mystery remains unsolved. Was it just a coincidence and there is another Casey who looks just like my Casey? And who has a teacher that looks just like me? Or did I cross into some parallel universe where KC was in San Antonio with a couple that wasn't his parents? Or did KC unknowingly bilocate? He said he was supposed to have been in San Antonio that very week with a good friend, but he didn't go. Eh, I'm afraid I may never know, but... It's something to think about. So, recently, a lot of random things have been quite literally disappearing from existence with no explanation. Today, a very significant and strange one happened... But I'll start this with the first one that happened and end with the most recent. A couple of weeks ago, me and my dad were picking up fast food for lunch. My mom wanted us to get food from a certain place that we didn't want, so we were getting a different kind of food. Yada yada. Basically, we were getting our food and going to eat in the car while we went to get my mom's. I requested a knife to cut my burger, and they gave us one. I then watched my dad sit the burger down on his lap, take the knife, and sit it on the wrapper, then reach across the car and hand it to me. I took it, and looked to find the knife so I could prepare my lunch, but there was no knife. Now... One would think it must have fallen somewhere, but it didn't. We ended up searching the whole area of the car, 
beneath the seats, the floor, everywhere, no knife. We just carried on, and I ate my burger without cutting it. Later that day, I was laying on my bed eating a chocolate bar. I noticed my phone was low on battery and rolled onto my side to reach for my charger cord, which was plugged into the wall next to me. However, as I grabbed the cord, I dropped my candy bar on the floor. I just plugged my phone in and then reached down to grab the bar, but there was nothing there. I had just cleaned the room earlier, so the floor was completely empty near the bed. I searched around, shook out the sheets on the bed, looked underneath the bed and side table, everything. It was nowhere to be found. I was irritated and confused as to where it went, but just shook it off as nothing and went back to my phone. Then, just a few days after that, one of the weirdest things I have ever seen happened. I was sitting in my living room, sitting on a little stool. We're doing some repairs on the house, so there isn't any actual furniture there at the moment. I had a bit of allergies that day, so I was blowing my nose. There's a few garbage bags lying around the room, again because of the cleaning and repairs and all that, so I just threw the napkin I used on my nose across the room at one of the bags. I missed, though, and the napkin rolled to the floor. I got up and walked over, but stopped for a moment to pet my cat because he was meowing at me, and when I looked back over, the entire trash bag straight up disappeared. Like, it was there ten seconds ago, I was just looking at it, and then it was gone. I was actually scared and left the room immediately, and my parents started to get confused to that point. Then, the most significant thing happened today. I had gone outside for some fresh air with my mom, and it's still a bit chilly, so I was wearing one of my jackets. I took my jacket off once I got inside, and, with the hood of it in hand, reached over to hang it up on the coat rack that's by the door, and I'm not really sure how to explain what happened next. It sounds silly, but it was almost like I blinked and the coat was suddenly gone. Like, I was about to hang it up, and it just ceased to exist. I looked over at my mom and was like, Did you see that? But she hadn't seen it happen. We ended up searching the entire room trying to find it, went back outside to see if I dropped it, all that, but nothing. My jacket simply disappeared out of my hand, and I definitely didn't just forget putting it somewhere because my mom was right there and confirmed that I had just walked in and taken my jacket off, that I hadn't even crossed the room. This scared me absolutely senseless at this point, and after searching for it, I sat in the corner for like an hour, wondering how that happened. Okay, hi everyone. 
I just found this subreddit today while looking for some answers for an incident that I experienced about two weeks ago. It really freaked me out, and even now, I can't forget about it. So, some basic information. I'm 18, female, and was out at Panera Bread with my mom for something to eat. After we finished, I got up to throw our trash away, maybe 20 feet away from our table. I turned back while near the trash can and saw a young man staring directly at me, maybe 10 feet away. I had passed by just a few seconds before where he was standing as it cut through the line to order, but I perhaps hadn't noticed someone there or... I hadn't seen him at all when I walked by to get to the trash bin. He looked out of place, as he was wearing a fancy dark blue trench coat, was quite tall, white, blondish, maybe late 20s with light-colored eyes. The area I'm from is mostly POC and not as well off as other areas. What kind of freaked me out was, as soon as I turned, his eyes were already on mine. They were really focused on just my eyes, and it seemed like he was maybe smiling under his face mask. It didn't feel like he was checking me out or anything, but just staring very precisely into my eyes. We held eye contact for about three seconds. It felt longer than they really were. I kept looking at him as I passed him and walked back to my table because he wouldn't break eye contact. Once I passed him, I turned to look at my mom at my table for a couple of seconds and then turned back because I could feel him still looking. There was absolutely... No one there. The door wasn't open or closing either. It was odd because he was second or third in line already, so why would he just leave? The doors were still shut, and everyone else was still in their place in line. I was confused, so I craned my neck and took a full survey of the whole place, which wasn't that big, and it was pretty easy from my place at the corner. I speed-walked further into the restaurant, checking every table, and even near the bathroom to see if he wandered to another part. But he was literally just not there. Trust me when I say that I looked everywhere in that tiny Panera bread joint for almost five minutes, I even peeked out the huge glass windows slash doors. I asked my mom if she saw some fancy-looking young guy waiting in line or walking around, but she said no. She hadn't noticed. I asked her if we could leave right away because I was spooked. I maybe would have just shrugged this off, but the way he looked into my eyes really... It bothered me. It was like he knew me, or knew something about me. I didn't recognize him at all. 
The long eye contact we made makes me so sure that he was actually there. It's been almost two weeks now, and it keeps popping up in my mind. Right after it happened, I thought I was going a little crazy, and I still feel that way now. <laughs> Anybody have any thoughts or input? I've been here a while reading the posts. I find a ton of them interesting, but most seem like fun made-up stories, considering I could never remember having a glitch of my own. I'm sure they've happened before, but nothing that stood out as eventful enough to stay in my memory. Then, in December, I had my own experience. I'm still pretty mind-blown by it, but I figured I would share. I live in a small subdivision, evenly spaced houses, quiet neighborhood. I live close to Nashville, but far enough that we don't get too much light pollution. We get really good views of the stars and moon, especially in the wintertime, and especially this past year, seemingly. I was in my room playing my guitar when... One of my friends texted me and asked, Have you seen the moon today? You should check it out. This was sent to me at 10.45. The great conjunction had just happened the night before, and we had been discussing space, the moon, etc., a lot leading up to it. That night it was pretty cold, but I wasn't tired, so I figured I would step outside and check it out for a second. I put on some warmer clothes and walked out the front door, where, at this time in the night, I typically see the moon directly from my front porch. However, when I stepped out, the moon wasn't there, but I could see the moonlight bouncing off the top of my car in the driveway. There were no clouds, and it can pretty much light up my whole neighborhood on clear nights. I realized that the light was coming from behind my house, so I took a right off my front porch to walk around the side. This is where everything got weird. I remember turning the corner of my house, and I saw the moon sitting over my neighbor's house. It wasn't a full moon, but cut in half from left to right. I think nine to three on a clock with the bottom half visible. I don't remember anything being unusual about it, other than it seemed brighter than normal, almost as if it were full. I took about 20 to 25 seconds to check it out, making sure my eyes were completely adjusted to the brightness, and as I was about to pull away, I felt my whole body start to vibrate almost a weird hum, and I felt compelled to stare at the moon. I started to stare even more intently and focus on my breathing, because it honestly felt like the beginning of a DMT trip of some sort. That's the best way I could describe the feeling, and even though I was completely sober, I was completely overwhelmed with a euphoric, disassociative feeling. 
The moon looked completely normal, sitting over my neighbor's house still. I'd estimate that if I held my hand up to it, I could place four finger widths between the top of my neighbor's roof and the bottom of the moon. And then, it started sinking. Fast. As I sat there watching the moon, it moved at a steady rate from a fairly high in the sky to the ridge of the house and then out of sight. I was still frozen, confused by this out-of-nowhere natural trip feeling, and then watching the moon move almost sent me into a panic. Once it fell out of sight, I felt the trip wear off over the course of a few seconds, and I immediately looked around me, thinking my life might be some sort of weird Truman show. I ran back inside through my front door and to the back of the house, where I knew I would be able to see the moon, where I saw it pathing. I looked at the clock on my stovetop, and it was 11.03. The moon sat still behind the house, and it didn't move, or went back to moving at normal speed, for about another 20 minutes, and eventually I had to quit looking at it to try to get some sleep. Anyways, that's my glitch. I'm still not sure what happened. This happened my junior year of high school, which was two years ago. To give a little bit of background, my school day went from 8am to 3pm, with five class periods in one day. After school, I drove to the middle school to coach girls volleyball. I was an assistant coach. I always set my alarm for the same time to keep a routine. I was also the person that would not go to school without being in nice-looking clothing, so I never wore pajamas or anything. I TA'd my first period for my calculus teacher and never really did anything besides play on my phone. One day, I, I guess you would call it, woke up in the bathroom right down the hall from my first period class at school. I was just standing in front of the mirror, looking at myself. I went to get my phone out of my jeans and noticed I was wearing my fluffy pair of pajama pants and a cami shirt, which definitely would have broken dress code. I couldn't find my phone anywhere. I panicked a little because I remembered waking up, taking a shower, taking my medicine... I have to take it around a certain time or it makes me feel bad, and putting on jeans and a long sleeve shirt. It was the most unnatural thing for me. I was really confused, so I got out of there and started going back to my first period class. None of the classroom lights around me were on, and I really started freaking out. I just kept hoping I was having a weird dream. I got to my class, and my bag and phone were sitting on the TA desk. I checked my phone, and it was a little past 4.30. I looked and looked to find my keys, but I couldn't find them anywhere. 
I called my mom to ask her to come pick me up because my keys were gone, and she was confused because she thought I was already home because my car was in the driveway. She said she thought I'd gone to my room to sleep or something, so she came and got me, and sure enough, my car was parked in the driveway, my keys on the counter. I had literally no idea what happened. I looked at the online gradebook, and it said I was there in all of my classes. I asked some of my friends what happened. Everyone I asked said they hadn't seen me since first period. I literally got so freaked out that I went to my guidance counselor, who got access to look at the security camera footage and looked through it with me. I was on the footage at the time and places that I should have been, just to get to my classes on time. So, I was on camera there, but nobody remembered me being there. The really weird thing was, I stopped being in the footage around fourth period wearing my jeans and a long sleeve shirt, and I had my backpack on. Then, the next time I was on it, I came out of the bathroom after school, which was on a completely different floor. I've never had anything like this, and it worried my mom, so she took me to a physician and they ran some tests, but nothing is wrong with me. It's never happened again. I don't drink, do any kind of drugs. I have depression and anxiety, which was discussed with my physician and therapist, but they don't believe that those would have done that. They had me fill out questionnaires to evaluate my mental state, and give me a possible new diagnosis. But I came back as fine. I'm on antidepressants, so I function pretty normally. It was the most bizarre thing that has ever happened to me. There's no logical explanation that actually ends up working, and it's just so weird. So, this is my first post here, since I've never really had something like this happen to me, but I just have to post it, as it happened the other day and it's still on my mind. A little bit of backstory. My name is Holly, I'm 24, female. My cousin, Stacy, is 27 and female, and she's my best friend in the world. We spend hours a day talking and... We're always spending every second we can together. Our bond is more like sisters as we grew up close. Last week was my 24th birthday, and we had a small party of just the closest of my friends that I live with. My cousin Stacy and I were upstairs, she was in the bathroom and I was in the bedroom, which are about 10 feet away from each other, but you absolutely cannot see each other from each room. The hall connects the two rooms. We were getting ready, doing our makeup and changing our clothing whilst our other two friends, Connor and William, were downstairs with the music on shuffle having a chat waiting on us. I would like to add a note here. At this point in the night, we were stone cold sober, so nothing could have affected us, and none of this happened to the boys at all. We were both singing along to a song that we both know very well, when suddenly, out of nowhere, the song 
slowed down. It's very hard to explain what happened, but it sounded demonic. Like the 0.25x speed option on YouTube. I sat there listening to it for what felt like forever. The vocals were warped. The music was deep and unsettling and incredibly loud in my ears. As I managed to gather myself, I blinked and the song snapped back to normal. I screamed, what the hell? But to my shock, at the exact same time I screamed that, I heard my cousin scream, whoa, from the bathroom. And I looked into the hall to see William and Connor all of a sudden, just both standing there looking very confused and concerned at us, who then asked if we were okay. Me and Stacy both ran up to them and started shouting at them for messing with the music. Just a note, uh, they're both quite the jokers, so this is something that they may do. However, when we said this to them, and they both saw how serious we were, they genuinely said they did nothing, and we all just looked at each other for a moment. Then, being skeptics and knowing them, me and Stacy still didn't believe them, so I went onto Spotify to see how they had done it. I was still thinking they were messing with us, only to find out that there isn't an option to do this on Spotify. Me and Stacy just sat there in disbelief over it for a solid five minutes, and then we ended up forgetting about it and enjoying our night. After a few hours of fun and playing on the PS4, and talking about memories that always came up when we were all younger together, we got back onto the subject of what had happened previously that night, and the boys were actually intrigued. They asked us what we heard, and at the exact same time, me and Stacy saying the exact same thing in the exact same way. At that point, everybody just went silent and looked around, hoping that someone had an answer for it, but alas, no one did. I don't know if there's a real explanation for this, or if it will just turn into another one of those memories, but something happened to me and my cousin that night. I'm not sure what, and I'm not sure that I'll ever be sure, and I guess I just have to be okay with that. It was honestly my first ever serious glitch in the Matrix experience. I noticed that it's one thing to listen or read the stories, but it's an indescribable feeling to actually experience one in real time, and I will never forget it. Broken security system, windstorm, and grape juice. I know, confusing and odd title, but bear with me. This glitch happened a few nights ago. I can explain away part of it, but the rest is more than a little strange. It had been exceptionally windy for the past few days, as the weather is set to cool down in southeast Texas. Windy enough that I saw a few doves try and take flight during the day, only to not be strong enough against the wind current and get carried backwards in the breeze. 
and then have to hunker down until the wind died down a little to take flight again. My house has a rather old security system that went into the house when it was built, so figure late 1980s. Needless to say, I've needed to replace it for a decade already. The house is fine, but the system is falling apart. Every so often, anywhere from every few days to months apart, the system will malfunction in a way where it registers a zone being breached when the system is armed, and I have to go shut it off or the beeping of the keypad will drive me insane. Now to the glitch, now that the backstory is done. I'm downstairs after eating some leftovers for dinner. The Xbox is paused upstairs after playing some GTA Online. The alarm is armed with the silent prayer that it doesn't act up during the windstorm, causing the trees outside to beat my house like a set of bongos. And I decide to pour myself a glass of grape juice for dessert, since I forgot to go grocery shopping again and don't have ice cream. I'm pouring the glass, and I'm watching the cherry blossom tree in my backyard swaying, as if it's in a mosh pit at a heavy metal concert, making sure that my juice doesn't overflow from the glass out of the corner of my eye. When suddenly, the intermittent beeping of the alarm keypad snaps my view to it. I put down the bottle of juice and the cap and rush over to disarm the system. After disarming it, I check around downstairs and upstairs to make sure a window or door hasn't been opened or broken, noting that the keypads are both showing the ready lights flickering, telling me that a loose wire somewhere within the walls is, well, still loose. After making sure everything is okay as it could possibly be, I head back downstairs to drink my grape juice. As I descend towards the kitchen, I notice something that immediately makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Beyond the normal hum that the fridge makes, or the clock ticking in the living room, it's quiet. The wind just abruptly stopped. I mean, there's no wind at all. I look outside, and the trees aren't even swaying. The leaves in the ground are gone, and it's like there was never even a windstorm. I figure, oh well, maybe that was just the end of it, and just brush it off. I continue to the kitchen, and find that the big glass of juice I had poured minutes ago is now empty. The quantity of the juice poured is still missing, and the cap is screwed back on firmly. I don't mean that the juice in the cup was poured out, or looked like it had been drank, I mean there's no trace of it ever being in the cup. There's a clean glass and a bottle of grape juice that is suspiciously 20 ounces lighter than it was 10 minutes ago sitting on my counter. I've been trying to wrap my head around how this happened. I'm not on any drugs. Last time I had a drink of anything alcoholic was last month, and I was home alone last night. I triple-checked every last inch of that house to make sure there was nobody else here, and I still cannot fathom how I experienced this. So, 
isn't this usually like my wife died years ago and every Sunday I smell her perfume? It seems like how this usually goes. Twice now, our apartment will suddenly smell overwhelmingly like my cologne. For about half an hour to an hour, and then it just vanishes as fast as it came. I'm not sure if it's paranormal or a glitch or whatever, but it's weird as hell and starting to get to me. I'll put a lot of detail here and then a TLDR at the bottom. My girlfriend and I rent the entire basement of a house. Two large bedrooms, we use one as our living room, a bathroom, and a hallway area between them all. Our roommate-slash-landlord is almost never home, and only ever comes downstairs to either go out the garage or go into the laundry room at the bottom of the stairs. He hasn't been around any of the times this has happened. I wear only one kind of cologne. It's been my trademark scent for over 20 years, Givenchy Zarius Rouge. It's not exactly common, and it has a very distinct scent. After I got COVID, one of the unfortunate side effects was a minor change in my sense of taste and smell that seems to be permanent now. Very little change overall, but specifically my favorite cologne now smells awful to me, like it's rancid. At one point, I bought a new bottle because I thought the one I had had gone bad, but the new bottle smells the same. Everyone else around me says it's still the same scent, so I keep it around because the women in my life love it. But I hardly wear it anymore because to me it smells awful, and now I have a near-empty bottle and a brand new bottle. The first time it happened, the girlfriend and I were both in the bedroom with the door open. We're the only ones down here. Suddenly, there was a very strong smell. She says she didn't see me put the cologne on. I say I didn't. I get up and it's much stronger in the hallway and bathroom. The new bottle is on the dresser in the bedroom, but the old one is in the bathroom. Maybe it broke. I go find it. It's not broken, not wet, not leaking. It doesn't even smell strong on the bottle itself. The smell is cloyingly strong in the hallway. I go grab the new bottle completely intact and also no indication of leakage or use. We both comment on the weirdness and then just as fast as it came on, it's gone. There's no more smell. And it happened again just now, today. It is definitely my cologne. It smells strange and vaguely rancid to me, and woodsy and sexy to her. No question that it's Givenchy's Arius Rouge. It comes on strong, and all at once. It's much stronger in the hallway and bathroom and it goes away just as fast, after 30 to 45 minutes or so, fading right now as I write this. I 
can't quite get my head around being haunted by my own ghost, so... I really don't know what to make of this. Edit for clarification, when I said above that I hardly wear it anymore, I mean, like, at all. Since it smells bad to me now post-COVID, I've worn it maybe three times in the past four months. If that. Maybe ten times over the past year. Maybe. Rounding way up there. And this isn't a lingering scent, is what I'm getting at here. My dad usually finished work at 5pm, but this night it was really busy, and he rang to say that he probably wouldn't be home until after 9pm. At around 7pm, I was inside our living room watching a football match with our dog, snuggled up on the couch. My sister was in the kitchen doing her homework. We were the only two people downstairs as my mom was taking a shower and my brother was in his bedroom. To make it easier to follow, I'll describe what each of us heard as we were all in different parts of the house. Shortly after I hear a key enter the front door, our door can only be opened with a key from the outside, and then the usual distinct sound of it opening. Jesse's ears perked up, and I remember being excited because this meant that Dad was home, and we would be able to watch the rest of the match together. Usually when he arrived home from work, he would stick his head in, but I thought nothing of it because he was probably tired after his long day. After 30 seconds later, I heard this person start walking up the stairs. Like a lot of people, I can easily recognize footsteps, and this definitely sounded like the usual slow way my dad walks up the stairs. I thought no more of it, and went back to watching the game. The stairs were in between the rooms where my sister and I both were, and she heard the same thing as well as the front door sounds. My mom, who was still in the bathroom, hears the same footsteps, and when they reach the top of the stairs, she too assumes they're my dad's. She shouts out, Is that you, Niall? You're home earlier than you said. But then gets no response. My brother hears all the same things and noticed how strange it was that my dad didn't reply to my mom, as he could hear who he thought was my dad in the landing standing outside the bathroom. He remembers there were about 30 seconds of silence until he hears more footsteps. This time it's the sound of steps walking up the attic stairs. He doesn't ever hear anyone walk back down from the attic. Here's the thing, Dad never came home, even though everyone heard him open the door and walk up both flights of stairs. Mom ends up ringing his workplace, and he answers, confirming that he's still at work. We are all freaked out by this stage, so much so that my brother and I ended up going up to the attic together with a knife and baseball bat, 
because we thought there was an intruder. We never figured it out, and it was the only time something like that ever happened. So, this just happened to me. I'm 22 and female, and I'm really confused. So, for a little background. Over the first months of the... <clears throat> panoramic, my mom and my stepfather, who I really consider my dad, decided to call it off. They're best friends and they really love each other, but the romantic love just kind of died over the years. So, for the past month, I've been living in the city in the same apartment I have lived in since I was ten, with my mom and my stepdad is living on a house on the outside of the city. The house he's living in is a family house, and we've spent long periods of time here and all, but never lived here permanently since we've always had the apartment in the city. So, as I told you before, my parents are still best friends, and so we regularly come and visit him, and he's constantly going to the apartment when he needs to run errands in the city. So today, with my mom, we decided to come visit him. But we have a cat and we don't really like leaving her home alone because she doesn't take it well. We brought her along with our suitcases and a couple of other things that we needed since we decided to stay over a few days. Well, while we unloaded everything from the car and got settled into our rooms, we had to go up and down the main stairs of the house a couple times, and in those trips we didn't notice anything weird. When we finished, we walked down to the kitchen to grab dinner, and after, we went to the living room to catch a talk for a while. So by now it was 12am, and we all decided to call it a day and to go to sleep. But when we were going up, my stepfather found a copy of my birth certificate lying on the floor, all folded up. Neither my mom nor me had even noticed it, we went up before him, so he casually asked us what that was doing there, but none of us could find an explanation. We usually keep those documents in a folder in a locked file cabinet in the apartment in the city, and we're all pretty sure that at no point in time those documents have been in this house. So again, we're not really sure how it ended up here. If it were in some of the things we brought, we would have noticed, because we had to carry every single thing down the stairs of my apartment building, since it doesn't have an elevator, and also we haven't taken anything from that file cabinet in weeks or even months. I don't have any explanation for this, so I think it was a glitch in the Matrix. But tell me what you guys think. I did my undergraduate from Tamil Nadu in India. I'm originally from Delhi, so 
I was staying in a hostel. The hostel was kind of in an underdeveloped area, so there is no good connectivity. To get to any place, we had to walk to a bus stop 15 minutes there, and then we had to wait for about 15 to 20 minutes for any bus to arrive. I used to go at least once a week for four years, but one day, during my final year, nothing unusual happened. But then one day, I noticed there was a temple in front of the bus stop, which I hadn't noticed for the past three years. The temple was partially hidden by trees, so I told myself that maybe I needed to pay more attention to my surroundings. But I was curious about that temple, so that evening... I asked my roommate about the temple and how I hadn't noticed it for the past three years. My roommate was kind of taken aback and told me that there is no temple in front of the bus stop. I was shocked, so I asked a few more people in the hostel and apparently no one seemed to know anything about that temple there. Surprised, I went back to the bus stop with my roommate, and to my shock, that temple was no longer there. Maybe it was a figment of my imagination, or a hallucination due to summer heat, but every time I went to the bus stop, I would look at the empty space where I saw the temple, but would find nothing. But wait, it doesn't end there. After our exams were over, we were heading back to home for vacations. This time, my roommates and I pulled a cab. While crossing the bus stop, I instinctively looked at the spot where the temple was, and guess what? The temple was there. My roommate verified. That day, we were in a hurry, so we could check it, and we went home. It's still not done yet, my roommate returned to the hostel a few days before me. He called me in a panicked tone that that temple was again no longer there. When I went back to the hostel, I noticed the spot in which we saw the temple, and it was again empty. I never saw that temple again. Just to add, I called it a temple, but I'm not sure about that either. It has some features of a temple, like the design and the arch, but it was painted in light orange, not saffron, something I have never noticed before. Also, I didn't see any entrance, although I had only seen the part of the temple facing towards the bus stop, so I can't be sure about that. This happened approximately two years ago. I live alone while my husband works offshore, and I have a dog named Jin who keeps me company at night. It was around 11pm that day, and I had ordered food in after getting back from work. I rarely order in, so I wanted a special night for myself. As always, I decided to shower before eating. 
Jin was in the room, and he always sleeps by the bathroom door when I shower. So once I got inside the bathroom, I remembered the food that was on the table, which was easily accessible to Jin. I decided to send him outside the room until I finished eating, because he cannot be trusted with food packets. When we order food in, we don't let Jin in the room because he totally goes crazy over the smell of chicken and meat and starts barking unless we keep feeding him. This spoils the movie and food experience for us, and is the main reason I had decided to send him out in the first place. So, I stepped out of the bathroom and sent him out of the room. I live in a duplex with my in-laws. My room is not accessible from inside the house. It's a big room that has only one door to come in and go out. That door opens into the street with two feet of a gap. The compound wall is too low and anyone can climb inside, so I'm always extra careful. After I sent the dog out, I locked the doors completely. They're old double doors and can be kicked down easily. I live in a sketchy area, and you can't be too careful in India. So, I turned the key twice, locked the two deadbolts, and placed the key on the table. After I got back from the shower, I sat on the bed and played the movie and started eating. After some time, I heard a slight thud from under the bed. I didn't give it much thought. It's unusually quiet outside because when I send him out... Jin smells the food and keeps scratching at the door for some time, but there was nothing. Then I hear more shuffling under the bed and again felt a thud, like something was trying to get comfortable, and my heart stops. I look under the bed, and there is Jin, staring back at me. I froze. I didn't know what to think or do. How did he get in, and why was he so quiet today? Any other day, he would be sitting in front of me, drooling and barking. No such thing today. He's just quiet. He lies back down, and I go outside to double-check because I was a thousand percent sure that I had sent him outside and locked the door. I immediately called my husband because I was freaking out. We were both trying to come up with any explanation for this freak incident. So what could have caused this? This unmistakable glitch and sudden change in my dog's behavior. I was sitting at my computer. My girlfriend had gone upstairs to take a shower. Then the water pipe on the wall sprung a tiny leak like a water gun right onto my keyboard. Q shouting about turning the shower off, her running down in a towel, me grabbing the mop bucket and kitchen towels, etc. She saw the leak and the water everywhere. All normal, right? Well, it took two days for the landlord to get the plumber out to us, because of course it did, and we avoided using any upstairs water, including flushing the toilet showers, etc. We washed our hands with bottles of water filled from the downstairs sink. Well, 
the plumber comes. First off, the mop bucket of water is dry as a bone. Despite having nearly three liters of water in it originally, and me leaving it there just in case the leaks sprang again overnight. There's no way that much water could have evaporated. This isn't an old, cold Victorian brick house in the UK. In winter, you couldn't evaporate a mug of water, let alone a bucket in that time. Anyway, we showed him and his assistant where there was a huge water stain on the pipe where it leaked. Him and his assistant swear blindly that they can't see the stain. Me and my girlfriend are looking at this big off-colored patch about an inch square. I even touch it. He touches it where I do. Neither of them can see what we see. His assistant goes upstairs to run the shower so he can find the leak. And nothing. Absolutely nothing comes out. He tries the toilet, the basin, everything. Absolutely no leak. The plumber still won't acknowledge this big brown stain. I'm still trying to work out where the three liters of water went from the mop bucket. It was there the night before. The plumber obviously thinks that we are weird, and they leave saying they can't find any leaks. I apologize for wasting his time. I'm English, we apologize for everything. Me and my girlfriend show him out and say we will call if it comes back. We go back into the living room, and the brown stain on the pipe is completely gone. There's no evidence of there ever being a burst pipe. Me and my girlfriend still vividly remember this. I got soaked, my keyboard got soaked, some more games minis I was painting and had on my desk got wet. It was a big deal to clean up. We had to keep the water away from the desktop on the floor. It happened, but there's no evidence of it. To my knowledge, metal pipes with a pinhole leak under high pressure don't just seal themselves. So, what the hell? Was this a glitch, or something else? This happened years ago. I was 16 years old at that time. It's a story that always gets retold to visitors and new friends. It was a regular weekend. My mom, my uncle, our house helper, and I just got home from our leisurely trip to the mall. We shopped for some groceries along the way. We rushed to get in the house to store all the groceries and make dinner because it was already quite a late evening and we were hungry. After working together to organize all the groceries in the pantry and to cook food we would be having for dinner, we clean up and all gather in the living room. We all sit down on the couches to rest and unwind while we wait for the rice in the rice cooker to be done. As we chat and laugh about menial things, we all see my mom reach into her pocket and place her car keys right on the coffee table that is in the middle, surrounded by everyone in the living room. 
A few minutes later, we hear the rice cooker click, signaling that the rice is done. We all then rush to the dining table, excitedly serve the food, and engage in lively conversation while eating. Not long after, we clean up and head again to the living room to sit and watch TV. Then, my mom reaches out to the coffee table to grab the remote, and we all notice that her car keys are gone. We're all baffled. No one has touched that table except for her when she placed her keys on it. She tells us to help her find it, so we scan the entirety of the first floor. We ransacked it, checked every crevice and corner, and we find nothing. So, we agree to look upstairs, even though we knew we wouldn't find it there. Take note that no one has left the first floor to go up to the rooms on the second floor until we all decided to go up to look for the car keys there. We were all together in the same area of the house on the first floor, and we all gathered together to go up to the second floor at the same time. We all decided to work together to search my mom's room, not seeing any trace of the car keys, and ultimately agreeing to humor my mom's ridiculous idea of checking underneath the mattress of her queen-sized bed. To our confusion, disbelief, and shock, we find the car keys in between the heavy mattress and the box spring. Right as we lift the bed, we see it right there, wedged in the tight space, placed right in the middle of the box spring. How did the car keys end up there when none of us had the chance or time to put it there? To this day, none of us are able to find a logical explanation for that experience. It's been nice not having to post here for a while. No significant glitches for almost a year now. As usual, look at my profile if you don't know all my crazy previous posts. The Harmon Road interconnect is all finished now, so even though I'm still in the place where it disappeared, at least it got built again. Almost exactly the way that I remember it, and the new Azure Road is great. Development around it is coming along nicely. Even it does still feel weird every time I drive on it. The girlfriend and I have moved in together in the house off Azure, so it's part of my routine now. Anyways, moving right along. Four days ago, as of this post, on the way home from some errands, the girlfriend wanted McDonald's. No problem. There's one a few blocks from our house. Standalone location, right next to a KFC. I've lived in this neighborhood off and on for over 11 years. I know this McDonald's. We pull into the shopping center. The sign on the street is there. There's no McDonald's. We drive into the parking lot. It isn't there. The KFC is there, but... No McDonald's. 
were laughing about it and decide that, well, maybe it closed. But, like, the whole building is gone. You can't see the KFC from the Walmart because the McDonald's is in the way. And now, you can see the KFC. That seems weird. We both comment on it. The sign is still up, so it must have been recent. Then we see a McDonald's sign on the Walmart. There wasn't one in this Walmart before. Well, that explains it. They opened one in the Walmart and closed the standalone store. No idea why the whole building had to come down, but whatever. We don't want to go into Walmart, so we leave. Two days later, now two days ago... The girlfriend asks if I can stop at McDonald's on the way home from work. She has a thing for their fries dipped in chocolate shakes. I know there are more of you out there. <laughs> I decide to brave going into Walmart so she can have hot fries and a non-melted shake, rather than stopping somewhere further away and going through the drive through I take the Craig exit and head up Lozee, to the same shopping center we had been at two days before. And there is the standalone McDonald's. Two-lane drive through right next to the KFC, where it's been for about a decade. And there is no McDonald's sign on the Walmart. Been there two days in a row now, so I guess that's cool. Anyways, hey Glitch, how you been? Sorry I disappeared between stories, but here we go again. Hey guys, I don't post much, but this really weird thing has been happening to me over the last five or so years that I can recall. I remember the first time it happened, and... I sort of shrugged it off as a funny coincidence. I'm a published author. Nothing big, you know. Just short stories that you've probably never heard of. But, obviously, characters in my stories have to have names, right? Well, I always try to come up with original names. Nothing too weird, but sometimes names that I don't think are really even real names. Not last names, at least. But I don't write characters named Johnson or Roberts or things like that. It's just the way that I write. So, the first time this happened, I had written a story about a prison break. The main character in my story gave a last name that I had never heard of being a last name in my life. Not too long after that, though, I made a friend, and he had a slightly varied spelling of what I thought was the fictional name. Like I said, I shrugged it off, but I got a little more weirded out when it turned out he was a prison guard. But still a coincidence. Fine. I had written one with a side character who had ended his own life. The character also had a name, obviously, and not such an uncommon one that, when I met my new boss, I thought anything of it. That is, 
until his untimely and self-inflicted passing some years later. I can think of this sort of phenomenon happening at least ten times over the past five years. Coworkers, bosses, colleagues, volunteers I work with, people I meet and stick around in in my life. So, when it happened again the other day, this time, a full name I had given a character I felt struck again. Is this just some kind of Bader-Meinhof frequency illusion kind of thing? Edit. Somebody in the comments said something about precognition, and it reminded me of this really weird thing that used to happen to me a lot. When I was younger, I would randomly think of an episode of a TV show or a movie, now more lately, and later in the day, or sometimes the next day, that exact episode would be on, or that movie would be on TV. It wouldn't be weird, except it happens very frequently, and you have to think how many movies there are on TV, or how many different episodes of a TV show it could have been. In my old house, it happened with Spongebob a lot. Hundreds of episodes. But it was as if I was predicting the exact episode that would come on later in that day. Hi Reddit. Seldom poster, longtime lurker here. I had the strangest experience today that I absolutely cannot fathom. I've tried every logical explanation, but I can't seem to wrap my mind around what happened to me this morning. Time stopped? I had visited a major city this morning with my boyfriend to check out one of my favorite museums. I had recently gotten a membership there as a present. As we were preparing to leave the hotel this morning, we decided to drive to a local coffee shop first. The GPS on his Android phone with Google Maps said it was a 21-minute drive. We began heading that direction and decided to recheck the GPS about 10 minutes in to see what was next. Mind you, we could hear the GPS through the radio the whole time, and I paid close attention as the navigator. I was in the front passenger seat. The phone was sitting in a cup holder, and the screen was out of view. So, I hadn't been actively checking the ETA since we had left. We just wanted to check the screen to see what traffic colors we were approaching. Blue, little to no traffic, orange, medium traffic, and red, heavy traffic. The entire first ten minutes of the drive were completely blue. All green lights, no detours, no wrong turns, nothing out of place. If anything, it was a fast straightforward blur of a drive. But this is where things got strange. I pulled out his phone to check the map, and even though we had been driving for ten minutes already with no complications, 
The GPS still said that we had 21 minutes left to go. I was confused. I checked my own GPS with Apple Maps on my iPhone, different than his map app and phone. It matched his phone, saying we were 21 minutes away still. Confused further, I looked up how far the hotel was from the coffee shop. Stranger yet, it still said 21 minutes. Something was wrong. Maybe the map app was just wrong. But across two different apps on two different phones at two different times? We ended up not driving to the coffee shop and just driving to the museum. But we had no explanation as to why we would be driving for 10 minutes and not be any closer. We then realized... We didn't remember much of what was around us or what we had been doing or talking about before discovering that we had not made any progress in our journey. It was a straight road, and it was like we had never even left the hotel. Has anyone else ever experienced anything like this? I discovered this subreddit only recently, so I felt like I should share this here. I'm a hardcore skeptic, and I just read the stories that all of you post for entertainment purpose, only as, in my opinion, there could be a hundred totally logical reasons before anyone can conclude that some paranormal glitch in reality took place. Something very odd happened a few years ago, and whenever I think about it, I just get uncomfortable as I'm not able to reason it out properly. I was gazing through my telescope. It was around 10.45 to 11pm. Whenever I do telescope gazing, I make my terrace pitch black so that I'm able to get a clear view. Anyways, I was completely alone. Everyone was downstairs. I had been there since 30 minutes or so, finding the perfect angle to view Jupiter. So, I have different types of lenses that I keep interchanging. There's a 10mm, 20mm, and a 25mm. I keep all of them in a bag, that lays beside me whenever I'm using the telescope. So, yeah. My eye was in the eyepiece, and I was reaching out to the bag to take out another lens. But I wasn't able to get a hold of it. It was weird at first, because I had been doing that for the prior 30 minutes. I came out of the telescope and tried to find my bag, but I wasn't able to. And this is the part that scared the crap out of me. And I kid you not, I'm getting goosebumps while writing this out. I was sort of sitting down, one knee on the ground, and trying to find the bag left and right. And at that exact moment, a lens fell in front of me. From my backside. I completely froze. It was as if someone had thrown it. 
I'm saying this because it wasn't like it rolled over and then came in front of me. It was literally like someone threw it and then it came bouncing. And I'm mentioning it specifically that it was thrown from behind over my head and it had force that conveys that someone threw it deliberately. Well, obviously, I had an adrenaline rush and I ran as fast as I could. I immediately bolted away and came sprinting downstairs. My heart was pounding. I was out of breath, but then I calmed myself down and started rationalizing it. And honestly, it's been six years since this happened, and I'm still not able to figure out how it happened. There was no one else. My entire family was downstairs. The door to the terrace was on my left. I would have known if anyone had entered. And to this day, whenever I set up my telescope, I always start thinking about this strange occurrence. I think I experienced two small glitches within an hour or so of each other today. It's Monday morning, May 24th, 2021. It's the only opening shift I have during the week. So, as usual on Mondays, I get up, quickly shower, get dressed, tell my partner goodbye for the day, and head out the door. I like to treat myself to a beverage from a local coffee shop on Monday mornings, so I go to stop there, which, on the way over, I change the radio stations. Yes, sometimes I still listen to regular broadcast radio. Anyways, I change the station to a popular morning talk show since it's the only day I catch it on, Less than a minute later, I catch myself singing along to a song on the radio. Africa by Toto, if you're wondering. And I realize midline that I turned the station to my talk show. Why is music playing? I look over and my radio is on another station. The station it was on before I changed it. I definitely didn't change it back. Why would I? I felt stunned for a moment trying to get my brain to remember me changing the station back, but no such memory came to mind. I change it back and forget about it during the rest of the drive. Sometime after I get to work, I go to put a new product on the shelf, but it needs price stickers printed and put on the product first. When going to the computer to print price stickers, I remember another product currently on the shelves that only half the inventory had stickers for. So, I decide to print the rest while I'm at it for the new product heading out. For reference, the new product is called Super Lemon, and the product I am just printing remaining stickers for is Blueberry. I decide to print the Blueberry labels first, since I knew I would forget about them if I didn't do it right away. 
because that isn't the new product I was going to put out. I print the blueberry labels, fold them up so I can put them in the box with the remaining unlabeled blueberry boxes. Then, I print out some super lemon labels. I grab both, head to the storage room, put the folded blueberry labels in the box with the product, and then head to the sales floor with the super lemon labels. I unpack the box of lemon, get the labels ready, and I notice that I had the blueberry labels in my hand. Never been folded. I know I printed the blueberry labels first. I know I folded them immediately before I even printed out the lemon labels. How did they get reversed and switched? I know these two instances are mild and could have easy explanations, like... Maybe I did change the station back and just spaced out about it, or maybe I printed lemon first, but neither of those explanations feels right. I know what I did. Anyways, thanks for reading. Hey all. I bring you this post immediately post-dentist visit, and boy, am I confused. So, in early 2018, I got routine dental x-rays. At that time, I was referred to an oral surgeon to get both of my bottom wisdom teeth removed, as both were growing in at bad angles, with the left one being partially impacted. It was noted at that time that I only had my upper left wisdom tooth, and the upper right was absent. I got around to getting the bottom ones pulled almost exactly a year later, 2019. A bigger fish had to be fried in the meantime, so I forgot. Both came out at the time, and just fine. I remember the frustration of having pain with chewing on either sides of my mouth as the sockets healed. After six months after that, sometime in 2020, the upper left wisdom tooth started to erupt more and was kind of painful, so my dentist went ahead and pulled it out. Easy peasy. No more wisdom teeth. Now... Fast forward to last week, I was eating chips and I got some mushed up chip gunk up where my gums meet my cheek meet. As you do, I used my finger to get what my tongue couldn't. As I did, I felt something very wrong with my upper right backmost molar. It was jutting out and it felt broken, or like it had a large hole in it. I made a dentist appointment for today, no big deal. When I get to the dentist, I tell them what's going on, they take some x-rays and the assistant tells me that it looks like it's my wisdom tooth. That's weird, I say, I thought I had all those taken out. The dentist comes in, takes a look, and confirms that it's my wisdom tooth, and that it's broken. I tell him that I thought I only had three, 
and he says it might have just been way up there when my last x-rays were taken. Sure, okay, makes sense. I opt to have the tooth removed then and there, since it was mildly painful when I chewed. He put the numbing shots in, and told me to hang out for a minute while it set in. During this waiting period, I asked the assistant to see my last panoramic dental x-ray. She complied. Well, there were only three wisdom teeth in the picture, but they weren't the correct three wisdom teeth compared to what I thought to be true. Both of the top wisdom teeth were present and fully erupted. The bottom left was present and growing at an angle. The bottom right wasn't there at all. Now, I know that memory is fallible, but this was some BS. I'm more flabbergasted than anything, if maybe a bit annoyed that I had to get another tooth removed when I thought that I was done with the wisdom tooth thing. Mm. Say lovey, reality is weird. I never really put much stock in these glitch in the matrix type stories until it happened to me. Let's start off by saying that I'm 38 years old and after several years of persistent viral infection called cellulitis that required IV antibiotics to treat left me with kidney disease. With my kidneys pretty much useless, I started dialysis three days a week, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, at four hours ago. Treatment consists of being hooked up to a machine that pulls the blood from your body cleans it with a combination of filters and chemicals, and then returns it to you via a tandem catheter in the chest. On the day in question, I arrived at my usual time of 10.30, and after waiting in the waiting room, watching the last half hour of The Price is Right, I get called for the temperatures and weight check. After getting the all clear from the reception nurse... I head to my designated chair, lucky number seven, and sit down to be hooked up to the machine. As I get prepped, I chat with the nurse technician about this and that, and after she leaves me to my treatment, I plug in my cell phone and pull out my lunch bag from my duffel. Pulling a Capri Sun pouch from the chilled bag, I stick the straw in and take a couple of sips while swallowing the pills they normally give me, mainly vitamin D. I then put the pouch down on the built-in table attached to the armrest. Phone in hand and Bluetooth headphones on my head, I decide to watch a movie to pass the time. I load up the Prime Video app and choose Avengers Endgame for my library. The film begins with the decimation event, aka the blip, taking Hawkeye's family, and then switches to deep space and the rescue of Tony Stark and Nebula by Captain Marvel. Then, I blink a couple of times, and I have to keep my eyes closed because of a searing pain, almost like having lemon juice squirted into your eyes. 
After a few seconds of rubbing my eyelids with the back of my hand, the pain subsides, and I go back to the phone in my hand, only to see the credits are rolling. Thinking that I must have just touched the screen when my eyes closed, I move the timeline back to the beginning where I was and continue watching. Without looking away from the screen, I reach to my right to grab the juice pouch from the table, only to find it empty and flattened with all the juice sucked out of it, like I normally do. At this point, I'm very puzzled. I wondered if I fell asleep, which has been known to happen, especially during dialysis, but then what happened to my juice? I distinctly remember taking just enough to swallow a tic-tac-sized pill. And what caused that pain when I blinked? I asked the nurse if I fell asleep for a couple of hours, and she shook her head and told me that I was watching something on my phone and barely acknowledged her when she came over to take my blood pressure readings, as they do every half hour or so. So, now... I have this missing two-hour gap in my day, and no idea what happened to cause it. Any ideas? This happened many years ago in college, but I still remember it vividly as if it happened yesterday. To this day... I have zero explanation for what I witnessed. I had just finished a workout at my school's gym, and per my usual routine, I would go to the men's locker room and wash my hands before heading home. I go into the locker room, and there's another kid that I don't know finishing up washing his hands and heading over to the wall-mounted hand dryer. I walk over to the sink, and... As I'm washing my hands, I casually just look up at the kid through the mirror. Something compels me to keep staring at him, and after a few seconds, I see his eyes turn white and roll up into his head, and he collapses onto the ground. I remember the smack of him hitting the ground vividly. I remember feeling the ground shake vividly. I even remember him wearing a white and red t-shirt with black sweatpants. I immediately run out of the locker room to the front desk of the weight room, which is literally ten feet away, and inform two trainers, one male, one female, that some kid just passed out in the locker room. Instinctively, they bolt to the locker room even before I finish my sentence, I even remember thinking, is she allowed to go in there? I run in right behind them. The whole sequence of events from when the kid hit the ground, really hard, I must emphasize, and when the trainers and I ran back to the locker room was less than 10 seconds. To my complete shock, as we storm into the locker room, he is standing there drying off his hands as if nothing happened. It didn't look like he was getting up, he was standing there normally, as if he had been doing so for the past 15 seconds. The trainers, looking confused as hell, 
It's a small locker room, so they could see that no one was passed out in there. Look at me, and I run up to the kid. Dude, you just passed out. I saw you. Uh, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, no, I didn't. I saw you did. Like, did you forget or something? At that point, the trainers step in and start asking him questions. I, completely confused, befuddled, and embarrassed, skulk out of there and just walk home. I didn't sleep, replaying the event over and over again, trying to understand what I saw. I thought maybe it was a prank of sorts, but even then, for him to get up so fast would have been tough. He was not athletic-looking at all, and the way he hit the ground did not appear acted or planned. Furthermore, this was solid concrete flooring. I would think it would be impossible to fake a fall like that with such a loud impact and not be injured. Anyways, to this day, I have no explanation, other than I must have somehow stepped into an alternate dimension where this kid had a seizure or something, and when I stepped out of that locker room, I snapped back into ours. I remember a possible glitch in the Matrix from my childhood. I was about six or seven years old back then, and to be honest, to this day... I'm not sure if what happened was some kind of paranormal event, or my imagination and perception playing tricks on me, but to me, that's what makes this even more uncanny, the not being sure. As a kid, I used to go to these mountain trips with my father, brother, and uncle's family. Since my memory of that trip is pretty blurry, I don't remember where it happened or what was that place, but I remember how it looked. The terrain was pretty flat and samey, all around large rocks about the size of a van. Even as a child, I could easily climb them, short grass, small trees, and bushes. Naturally, I would climb every rock that I saw and look around. This is when I noticed something strange. In the distance, I saw a small rock shaking chaotically in a round, perfectly pitch-black spot on the ground. The rock was mostly in the middle of the spot. It was like it tried to escape and was instantly drawn back to the middle. I was confused. What could that even be? It was pretty far away, so I tried to focus my vision to make out what the hell am I looking at, but it was like trying to make out the letter during an eyesight test. And this is the point where you can't figure out what letter you're looking at. I decided to call someone so they could look at it and help me figure it out. Adults didn't really feel like climbing the rock, and I don't think they took me seriously, so I called my older brother. 
He climbed the rock, and I showed him what I was seeing. However, my brother didn't see it. I asked him to focus and look closer, but he just couldn't spot it. He ended up thinking that I made the whole thing up and left. From the beginning, I had a plan in mind. The black hole was on the ground, and it was surrounded by bushes and trees, so... I knew once I climbed down, I would lose sight of it. So I decided to remember the general direction of that shaking rock, climb down, and go there. But I didn't want to execute this plan. Somehow, I knew. Once I lost sight of that rock, I'll never see it again. Maybe that was just my fear that I won't find it I will lose it and never find out what that was. That was exactly what happened. Once I ran out of options, I climbed down and started walking. I looked around but saw nothing out of the ordinary. Eventually I gave up. I decided to go back to the large rock that I had went from and I climbed it again. Once I did that, I looked for that shaking rock. It was gone. I no longer saw it. I still remember the feeling of confusion and disappointment. The feeling of knowing that I will have to let go. And I will never know the truth behind that shaking rock. The only thing I could do was just forget about it. But the memory of this event has stayed with me to this day. This happened about ten years ago. Me and my mother were moving from one side of Durham to another when I saw a Zaxby's with awesome neon lights. I asked if we could go there to eat, and my grandfather said, Maybe. It depends on what your mother wants after you settle into your new apartment. Two weeks go by, and I ask if we could check out that Zaxby's in the shopping center. Everybody agreed, and we took off. Except, when we arrived, it wasn't there. Instead, it was an abandoned Fuddruckers. I and everybody else was confused. I was shocked. I could have swore that I saw it, because I remembered seeing it almost every day. And to make this more spooky... My aunt checked as much as she could in its location and found out it was never built in that shopping center. And last, another month goes by and my grandparents had no memory of commenting on going there. I now personally believe that I somehow merged with the parallel earth where Fuddruckers instead of Zaxby's was built in that location but I have a clear memory of it sitting next door to the Fuddruckers, and Fuddruckers was open. I just got done throwing up. This stuff is still creeping me the hell out, and honestly, I want to question everything about the reality that we all live in. 
Maybe our lives are a simulation, or maybe I'm blowing a mere coincidence out of proportions. This morning, at 0200 hours, I heard an extremely loud scream and a glass knocking over downstairs. I woke up extremely tired, but still hurried down with my pistol lying on the side of my pillow. As I head down the stairs, I hear whimpering that sounds awfully familiar. I walk straight into the kitchen and I find nothing. I make a right into the living room and see my little brother near the back door, lying on the floor holding his leg with a massive gash on his leg. I rub my eyes and place my gun on the bar table, and I try to approach him. Nick cried to me and told me to stay away, holding his hands out and covering his leg. I back up, and I noticed something was off. I can physically see that this thing is my little brother, but the hairs on the back of my neck stand up and soon snap me back into reality. The thought that comes to mind is that my little brother is in South Carolina. I'm currently in Alaska. How in the absolute hell did he get here, let alone on post? I snap back into the current situation and run back upstairs to call my mom and I told Nick to sit still. He pleaded and replied, Hurry, it hurts. I grab my gun and I head up the stairs. As I call my mom and run back downstairs, he's gone. The broken glass, the blood, it's all gone. My mom answers after the first two rings, and she answers crying, Nicholas got into a motorcycle accident. He's fine. He just broke his leg, and they're currently working on taking glass out of his leg. I stare off into a room of emptiness, and I begin to feel that urge of throwing up. I replied to my mom with, Okay, and I love you. And then I hung up the phone. And now, I'm here typing this story after thinking hours and hours... What the hell did I just witness? Was this just an extremely lucid dream? Did I jump realities, or was this a real doppelganger encounter? Whatever it was, it felt real, and I'm honestly scared out of my damn mind. I live in a suburb north of a small city. It is referred to as the North Shore because it is north of the city and it's by a big lake. It's a place where everyone eventually knows everyone. This event took place at an open-air shopping mall center located in the North Shore where I was shopping with my two daughters A, 12 years old, and R, 10 years old. All three of us were walking the outside portion of the mall, enjoying the weather while we shopped. 
R was holding my hand and A was walking in front of us. While we were walking to the next store, I noticed a woman with gray hair was walking towards us, with a girl that looked exactly like my daughter A. The other girl was the same height as A, she had the same hair length and hair color, she had the same skin color, and the same facial features. The only difference between the two of them were the clothes that they were wearing. As the two of them were walking towards us, I stopped in my tracks as they got closer. I felt R hitting me with her free hand trying to get my attention, but I couldn't move or respond to R. I was in disbelief over what I was seeing. The doppelganger looked at R and me, and then looked up at the gray-haired lady, but the gray-haired lady was looking straight ahead, unaware of us. It was like she was focused on something else, and she never even noticed us as she walked past us. My daughter A had no clue what was happening. She was still walking. She was a few feet ahead of us when she realized that R and her mom were no longer behind her. She turned around and saw R and me just standing still, with the frozen look of shock on our faces. Then, I heard R yell at her sister, Did you see that girl? She looked exactly like you. Which A replied that she did not see her. A is now 21, and we still talk about that day. It is a day that we will never forget. When we talk about it, A tells us that she is glad she did not see her doppelganger because she believes that one of them would have died. She also tells us that all she saw of her doppelganger is her hair. As she turned her head to look back at us, she saw dark hair like hers from the corner of her eye when her doppelganger passed her. We live in the North Shore, and as of today... We have never seen my daughter's doppelganger or the gray-haired lady again. This happened back in December of 2019, while I was at my work-study job in my college's biology department. There were a series of talks being given every week on a different biology topic and one of my weekly tasks was to print out flyers advertising the talks and hang them up next to the elevators on a number of floors, including floors 4, 8, and 10. On one such occasion, I got into the elevator on floor 8 and hit the button on the right-hand panel to go up to floor 10. I saw the button for 10 light up, and I distinctly felt the elevator rise. The ride was less than 30 seconds. I'd taken the elevator between these floors multiple times at this point, so I had a sense for how long it typically took to get from floor 8 to floor 10. When I got out of the elevator, I saw that that week's flyers were already taped to the wall next to the call button, which confused me since I had only one flyer left, and I knew I hadn't been to floor 10 yet. Then I noticed the floor number sign 
said four. Somehow, even though I know for a fact that I'd pressed ten and felt the elevator rise, I had ended up four floors down. This particular building was also separate from the main building. It was mostly labs and a gym on the ground floor, so although it's possible someone could have called the elevator and then walked away, there wasn't a high chance of that since the upper floors were not heavily trafficked. Despite having read half a dozen elevator horror stories, I got back into that same elevator to go up to floor 10. The elevator stopped on floor 8 again to let a couple people on, and as the elevator continued up, I paid close attention to how long it took to go up to 10. It was definitely not as long as it took to go from floor 4 to floor 8. I asked my boss if she knew whether the elevators were all functioning correctly, and she confirmed that, as far as she knew, they were. I never had any issues with this elevator in the past, and I never did after this incident. Nor did it ever go out of service or have any mechanical issues for the rest of the time that I worked there. This isn't a particularly dramatic story, but I thought I'd share it anyways. So, every Saturday, my dad and I go shopping. I was still in bed on my phone when my mom came in to tell me to get ready, as my dad would be back soon to pick me up as he was running some errands in town. So, I start getting dressed, and also feed my goldfish, I have one disabled goldfish that actually needs to be hand-fed, and another fish will only eat crunched-up food, so it actually takes me a while to feed them. As I'm feeding my fish, I see my dad's great car pull up in our driveway, and I know it's him because he's in the driver's side seat wearing his bright orange parka jacket, which is quite distinctive. I think to myself, damn it, I really need to hurry up because if my dad comes up to my room, he'll find me still half-dressed, hand-feeding my fish, and not ready at all, like I promised. Finally, I finish feeding my fish and getting dressed, and still no sign of my dad. So, I assume he was in the car on his phone. I see my mom watching TV in the living room, and I also hear someone in the kitchen so I figured it's my dad checking the mail or making coffee, so I grab my mask and put on my coat. I'm still in my bedroom when my phone rings, and it's my dad calling. I get mildly annoyed because if my dad is in the kitchen downstairs, why can't he just come up to my room to tell me to come down or just call out to me? I distinctly thought this. Still, I pick up anyway, assuming he's in the kitchen, and he tells me he's about ten minutes away in his car. That's when I realize my dad hasn't actually come back yet, but I was sure that I saw him pull in and also heard movement in the kitchen that wasn't me, my mom, or our dogs because we were all upstairs. Finally, my dad arrives and I see he's wearing his orange parka like I saw originally. I asked him about it, and he said he only just came back 
and he hasn't made two trips back to our house, so I guess it must have been a glitch. To preface, earlier in the day, Sunday, February 28th of 2021, I had a porcelain cup of lemonade and a small plate for snacks a few hours before dinner time. I had brought them upstairs to my room to continue whatever it was I was doing at the time. After I've had my fill, I'd gotten the symptoms of itis, food coma, and decided to go lay down for a bit in bed scrolling endlessly through TikTok. But before I knew it, I had dozed off into a light nap. This is important because you're asleep, but not deep enough for REM to start. The glitch begins here. Everyone else in the house was fast asleep. For whatever reason, I had this dreadful feeling, almost like a pit in my stomach that hit me over and over like a wave of uneasiness. The best way to describe the feeling I had, it felt as if I were having an anxiety attack while resting my eyes. Physically, my body was just exhausted and asleep, but my mind was very much awake and racing trying to understand why I was feeling the way that I was. I eventually wake up at 11pm even more tired and groggy than before. I go rinse my face with cold water and try to fully wake up. I had then brought the porcelain cup and plate downstairs to the kitchen sink and left it there as I warm up some dinner. I finished my meal and cleaned up, washed the dishes and set them aside on the drying rack. Side note, dinner didn't require any extra dishes so the only thing that needed cleaning were the porcelain cup and plate from earlier. I go back upstairs to my room to put on YouTube in the background as I play Destiny 2. Fast forward, it's about 3am, I get parched so I head downstairs to get a drink. As I head by the sink to grab the same porcelain cup on the drying rack, I notice that there is another set of the same cup and plate in the sink in the exact same position I had placed them in earlier. Now, mind you, the sink was empty when I was last downstairs, and the cup and plate that I had washed were still on the drying rack. Perplexed by what I was witnessing, I go and examine the cup and plate, and it had all the exact same dried lemonade stickiness and smell on the cup, and food crumbs on the plate from before. Now, again, mind you, I was the only one awake, and there's only one set of that cup and plate as they go together in this household. So, it was to my surprise when I found them in the sink again at three in the morning, with the same unnerving feeling as when I fell asleep. A certain time ago, I had an experience I described to my friends as a literal glitch in the Matrix. I was shopping in one of those large area furniture stores, 
They're basically one big maze full of various stuff, and that particular one felt especially overloaded. I was there with my mom and we were looking at some nice shelves, frequently distracted by other things found on our way. The store has just one floor, which you have to use an escalator to get to. We explored the ground floor in a short amount of time, as there was mainly some smaller stuff like plates or pillows. We spent most of our time on the first floor, as I said, distracted by anything more or less interesting we found on our way throughout the furniture maze. At one moment, I began to feel kind of dizzy while being there, to the point where I had to sit down so I wouldn't faint. It didn't last long as we continued exploring. I noticed an escalator that was going up nearby. I asked my mom if there was a second floor, and she responded that she didn't know, and was also surprised to see the escalator. I asked which floor we were on, and as we looked around, it turned out that we were on the ground floor, and the escalator was simply leading to the only one floor above. The thing is, I don't recall using an escalator to go down, and neither does my mom. We were using it only once, when going up after having explored the first, most loaded floor, and we both had no recollection of going downstairs whatsoever. There wasn't any other way to go down either, and no simple stairs in the store, at least not in the main area that we had been in the whole time. There were no elevators, no slopes. We were equally confused how we ended up on the lower floor, even though we were sure it was the upper one all along. We found that odd, like a real glitch in the Matrix, which caused us to move down at some point without us noticing. The other strange factor was how much time had actually passed in comparison of what I felt. It started to get dark outside, and turned out that we spent a few hours going around the store, while it felt to me that it might have only been an hour, nothing more. I still wonder what happened, and how anyone could explain it, but nothing rational comes to mind. I've debated posting this for two weeks. I'm open to any solutions as to what happened. A fellow just bought a house at the base of a small mountain... He mentions that he walked the trails to the top. I realized I hadn't been in a forest in way too long, so the next day, I plunged in, making my way along the paths to the top. I had such joy and feelings of gratitude to my neighbor to get me back into the forest. At the top of the mountain, an urge came to me. I raised my hands and eyes to the heavens. This gratitude spontaneously came out to the great Tao. I'm nothing and I give you my all. You are all things and I accept all. Hmm, that was a curious thing, but it felt appropriate and good. I turned to walk down the mountain, and here's where it gets odd. 
I took a couple of steps and felt a prickling sensation in my calf. I thought I'd caught some burr or some pricklers, but realized the pain was coming from inside my jeans and between my long underwear. I bent over, and after a tough struggle, I finally got the culprit to fall down and out of my pants. It was a dried pine tree branch about the size of my finger. Okay, that was a bit odd. I don't know how it got up there, but no big deal. I take another step or two, and instantly feel and realize there's another one in the same spot. Once again, I bend down and try to shake it out. It's not easy. Between the long underwear and the tight jeans, it was snug. Eventually, another pine branch about the same size falls out of the bottom of my pants. How in the world? Now, for the third time, I take a step to walk down. I wait a minute. I feel something in the back of my thigh on the same leg, way up my thigh. I have to unbelt and unbutton my jeans and pull out from my pants a dried pine branch that is about the size of my thumb and two fingers. Combined with the first two branches, I had dang near a hand-sized dead pine branch inside my jeans. So, for two weeks, I've tried to figure out how a very painful, very large pine branch can get into my pants, all the way to my thigh without me feeling it. I'm stumped. Everyone I've shared this with has a good laugh, and I'm taking it in stride, but remembering that prayer, I might have to be careful what I wish for in this self-created reality. It all means all in good and the bad. Anyways, if anyone can give a logical explanation, I'm all ears. Thanks for listening. Upon my name, there is nothing fabricated nor exaggerated in this story. My apartment complex has a water machine in the laundromat, right next to the line of washers. I brought two jugs and their caps to refill. While I'm filling one, the cap on the other jug will be sat on top of the washer to my right. Well, I'm filling the second jug. The first is full and the cap is on. To my right, I have the second jug's cap in my hand. It's kind of wet because the machine isn't particularly gentle, and the second jug is being filled. I drop the cap, curse, watch it land top down by the corner of the washer. The floor there is splotchy like there used to be carpet. It lands in the top right corner of a light spot. I look at it and sigh because I don't want to have to bend over for it. I do it anyways because otherwise the jug will spill while I'm walking home with it. I wipe my hand off, remember grunting and squeezing my eyes shut while I picked it up, and then placed it on the washer. A moment later, the jug is full, and I pick the cap up off the washer and screw it on, pull the jug out, and as I'm reaching for the other, I notice the cap is still on the floor, top down, on the top right corner of that splotch right by the corner of the washer. I look at the jug, still capped in my hand, just dumbfounded. I look back and forth between the cap I screwed on 
and the floor cap. Reasonably, I must have just picked up a different cap somehow. I closed my eyes, just whining about my back because I knew where the cap was already. Barring glitches in the Matrix, this is the only sound explanation. But I stared this cap down with misery and contemplation. I really didn't want to bend over and pick it up, and for a few moments, I truly just looked at it while the jug filled next to me. I got a really good look at the floor all around it. It was in the exact position it was in, and I can see it now. I had my cap, so I just went home, weirded out. I don't know when it happened, but one of my jugs is missing a cap now. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Hi, everyone. I've never read anything about this sun-flickering thing. Honestly, that's the best way that I can put it. I just found this subreddit, and I want to understand more about this phenomenon. Is it real? A hallucination? I don't know. Have you ever noticed a sudden flicker in the light? As if you blinked so unconsciously that you caught yourself by surprise? That's kind of what it feels like. When experiencing it alone, I always thought it was a sudden eye blink that I didn't see coming because I was so focused on whatever I was looking at. But, there was one time where I wasn't the only person who experienced it. Me and some friends were having lunch together. The entire place was lit only by sunlight, when suddenly, everything was void of light for a fraction of a second, and then went back to normal. My two friends looked at me, and one of them even screamed something like, Oh my god, what the hell? He looked confused, so I said, No, I saw it too. The light just went off and came back on. They both agreed. We just moved on and pretended nothing happened, but it was very awkward. Years went by and I kept having similar experiences by myself, and never thought they were more than something only I saw. Something weird about me that I usually just ignored. They were rare enough. But this year, it happened again. I was with a friend in her living room, entirely lit by sunlight and sunlight only. We were sitting on the floor, painting some artwork when it happened. Honestly, I didn't pay much attention to it at first, Maybe I got used to ignoring it, but I did see it. That was when she stopped and said, Did you just see the whole room flicker to dark and back to light again? She looked at me and I saw the confusion in her eyes. I said yes, and I told her about my experience years back with my friends at lunch. That is when my curiosity for this event grew. I know for some, this may sound like a huge lie, but these are all facts and real events of my life. I'm here to share them and know if there's anyone else out there that has a similar experience, or potentially has an explanation for this. (sighs) 
I work at an Amazon warehouse, and I constantly will have to scan or count products that I either think about or look up to order. There have been many times I was breaking down at work and the product I scanned helped me interrupt invasive thought cycles. One time, I was freaking out, sobbing at my station while scanning products, and the screen shows a book called Breathe. My dad always used to remind me to breathe whenever I would have a panic attack or break down, and I can't remember exactly what thought went through my head, but I was just crying out to God, feeling desperate. I put the item in the tote and took some deep breaths. A couple examples of the foresight are... One day, I scanned a movie called Speed, and I thought to myself, Oh, I wonder if that was the movie that my friend showed me. And I read the description on the back. It wasn't the movie I had watched with my friend, so... Then I kept wondering what the title of the movie was called. And I thought about messaging my friend on my break to ask him, but then I ended up scanning the exact movie. It was Crash. Another time, I started thinking about an interaction I had had with my previous roommate and friend of about ten years, their mom's boyfriend, and about how she said he would be really annoying while she was staying with them after we had a fire in our apartment. His name is Bernie. Not even a minute after I started thinking about him, I scan a movie called Bernie and the Dolphins, or something like that. On Saturday, the last day that I worked, I had to scan these miniature paper baking cups. At first... I thought they were supposed to be like muffin or cupcake cups and thought, how the heck do you use these? So I looked at the product description on the screen again and saw that it had said candies. I squinted at the screen and pointed to it saying no. Then the next pod to come to my station had the word no written on it in Sharpie. I took a picture of it before picking the product I needed. I'm not sure if I can post the picture in a comment, but it was the strangest occurrence. My mouth was wide open in shock for quite a few minutes. I'd never seen writing on the pods before that day either. And I've been working there for ten months. little short backstory. Last year, I moved into an apartment building that had a laundry room open at all hours. I was up at weird times, so I would do my laundry at like three in the morning, and almost no one was around. I would get a drink or something at the vending machine while I waited for my laundry to finish up. Anyways, the months passed by and... Everything was going okay. And then one day, things felt weird. It just felt off. When I went downstairs to do my laundry, it seemed like everything was a bit fuzzy. I didn't really think much of it, and I just started doing the routine. Anyway, I hadn't shaken that weird feeling off, and when my dryer timer went off, 
I went to go get my stuff. In front of the vending machine, I saw the spitting image of myself from when I had just moved into the building. Black shorts, beet farm shirt, and my hair pulled up into a tiny man bun. I even had the tattoos in the right spots. This wasn't a still image. It moved, and it looked at me. I had to stop looking because one of my neighbors came in the front door asking if I had seen his buddy, who he had been missing for eight hours. I said I hadn't seen him, and when I looked back to me in front of the vending machine, it didn't end there. My neighbor was still looking for his buddy, and he had gone outside to the back of the building to meet up with some of our other neighbors to look for him. They were talking about seeing weird lights in the sky, and something I noticed, which put me really off, was the lack of cars. We lived right up against a highway, and even at 3am there were always cars. Yet there were none. It was silent. And then, the missing neighbor came downstairs and had no idea that he'd been missing for eight hours. All he remembered was getting into his car to go buy some cigarettes. He had no idea how he randomly spawned back into his flat. So what happened? A thin spot in the fabric of time? Faulty, universal wiring? These aren't the only things that have happened at my building. I'm fully convinced of the whole of it was some sort of dimensional bubble of sorts. Last year, I lived in a rental house where we each had a bedroom and bathroom, but had to share a kitchen and living room with the other tenants. I often ate in the bedroom for convenience reasons. That day I was eating, and suddenly I had to go to the bathroom. Accidentally, I took my fork to the bathroom, but because I was so desperate to pee, I still did what I had to do while holding the fork. While putting my pants back on, I accidentally dropped my fork. I heard the sound of metal clashing with the tile floor, but ignored it because I had to put my pants back on and wash my hands first. My bathroom only contained a shower and toilet unit. There were no other objects on the floor because I put everything on the upper wall cupboard. The bathroom was not big. Maybe only one and a half by one and a half square meters. But I could not find my fork. You should know that this fork was the only fork I had at the time. The handle is made of orange plastic, and I bought it in pair with the spoon. I know all the scratches on this fork very well. Earlier this year, I moved into a studio apartment and purchased utensils, which are all stainless steel, without any plastic or anything on the handle. Several hours ago, I went to the bathroom to pee, and suddenly heard a sound like metal colliding with the floor. My orange fork was there, on an empty floor, where there was clearly 
nothing on it before. The fork was a bit dirty, like it hadn't been washed for a long time after using it, but it was definitely my fork. Another strange thing about the bathroom in my old place, the first time I went there before renting the room, I was taken by the landlord to have a look at the rooms. One of the reasons I ended up renting the place was because there was a sink in the bathroom. My boyfriend and I discussed that when choosing a place for me to rent. After I paid and for everything and moved there, there was no sink. I asked another tenant who rented longer than me, and he said all the rooms there were identical, and no one has a sink in their bathroom. I thought I saw it wrong, until one day my boyfriend said he saw there was a sink in the bathroom when we first went there, but it didn't exist a week later. Either we both saw it wrong, or there was something strange about that bathroom. 